Good evening, morning, afternoon, and night, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys. My name is Keith, and I'll be your DM. Um, Josh, which is uh, Reginald, your orc fighter. I'm Bryce, playing as Jericho Moldrinker, the shifter rogue ranger. I am Zenus, playing as Errol Derman, the tabaxi rogue cleric. All right, and together... We are the Dungeon Boys and the realm in which they live. Uh, last week, we had, I would say, if I could use a word to, if I could use a hyphenated word to describe last week's episode, it would be dumpster story fire. stuff. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> what did okay, you say? Maybe. Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. I don't know about dumpster fire. No, all our audio trouble at the beginning. Oh yeah. yeah, the stuff they didn't hear. Yeah, absolute dumpster fire. Big mm-hmm. heap heaping dumpster fire. Really quite frustrating. Uh, not frustrating at y'all, you guys. Just kind of you know, you have this you have this fart you've stored up for three weeks, waiting Oof. to let it rip, and then the doctor comes oh, in fart. just as you're about to release the cheeks and says no. Hold on, don't release that fart. You got to hold on to it for another 45 minutes. We have to scan it. <laughs> we need to analyze this. <laughs> and then you wait how long it condenses and crystallizes. and it, It's just a mess, really. It comes out and like then, rock candy. Yep. <laughs> That's a throwback oh. to right before we started the stream. Zenus <laughs> uh, is eating rock candy. We, last week, we learned the importance of having 50 feet of hemp and rope in your kit. You True. have that tied to the... Uh, armor anyway i do i I didn't have to rope with me that's true um who knows maybe derman's close to learning exactly how to set that armor up he's closer to any than anybody else it seems like because he's been studying thing um huh i said i forgot that that's something that i did what is keith talking about i was like oh yeah (laughs) i remember all anyway does anybody want to give us a, a brief recap of what happened last episode while i shed my jacket we desecrated a uh, des- desecrated a gravesite for starters. Right, right. With well, no, that's kind of no, not for starters. That's not the first thing you did. No, that's that was from the first thing. Um, first thing we did was wake up. <laughs> we split the, the party. Exploded. Um, no, we went. We we journeyed with Irina to Kresk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ran into the second burgomaster of of our time, right? Um, did a little bit of studying on the way. Did a little bit, a little bit of, of chit chatting. Um, found out from the burgomaster that we'd have to do something to earn his trust. Uh, Jericho, what did you offer to do at first? Or no, he wanted a shipment of wine. That's what it was. So. Yeah, um, Jerry volunteered to go back and get uh, proof of the shipment of wine that, that he would be getting a second shipment, more more wine in. Um, but I said it was kind of an emergency, and I wanted to make sure that we got her to the pool in time. So I offered my uh, raven, um, wear raven transformation as proof of my honesty that I would go and get him that second shipment. This is true. I particularly and, like the explanation while in Were Raven form, the very Australian accented call. Call, mate. Call, mate. And then call, call. 
he still made me go and get it anyway. Yep, he did. Um, Man likes his wine. He did let us in, though. For he did. Uh, I forget the reason why he let us in, but he he let us in, and we, um, Reginald and Derman got to talking with him, and we realized that he had, the burgomaster had been through some hard times. Um, mm-hmm. Further communication led back to his home, and the realization that he had lost. Uh, I don't know if we ever said a number. How many kids? How exactly? How many kids he had lost? But yeah, uh, all of his kids died basically. Right. And during, uh, it's like a good thirty or forty. It was like good thirty or forty. Good old good old farm hands back in medieval times. But um, no, they uh, Derman was like, hey, I can I can help. I'll I'll help as recompense for uh, getting to the pool. Um, so Derman, being a cleric, would eventually gain the ability to. Uh, raise the kid, provided he hadn't been dead for very long, which he died like the night before, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So went through that whole deal, dug him up, uh, offered pledged help, basically, saying if he, if Derman could get stronger in in ten days, he would come back and uh, bring the kid back to life. Um, Jericho went to Davian. And and got to talking with him, secured that second shipment of wine, came strongly back. Strongly suggested that it not be free. Yes, very strongly suggested it not be free. Um, came back, went to the pool. Irina um, heard something that I don't think any of us heard. Any any of the other uh, other guys heard? Correct. And she she started. She kind of walked forward in like a little trance. Um, said, "What what was his name? Seeger." Sergey. 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 Um, uh, started talking to some guy, Sergey, and uh, uh, she was referenced by Sergey as Tatiana. She, we, we failed to save her from from going into the fountain and being sucked in, and then uh, it sort of seemed like she was she was kind of just sinking deeper and deeper and always just right out of our reach. And then once we all surfaced, um, old big man himself came storming overhead and said that she is, she was his, Ah. she is mine. And then blew up the gazebo pool with a lightning bolt. Uh, and Derman had to roll some death saving throws. Absolutely. But he did survive with a health potion. Yes, he did. Indeed. Uh, a few notes of clarification in there. When it comes to the pool, it was Sergey was was like reflected in the pool, reached up for her. She grabbed his hand. He pulled her in, and they were locked in a loving embrace for a time. And then it was you know old mean mean boy Strahd in the sky, who uh, his face appeared in the clouds, and you know he sent lightning saying she is mine. So just wanted to give you guys the the visual of that. Um, from last week, of course. Well done, Zenus. I think that I think that's about everything, right? Yeah, we really didn't much get from point A to point B all that uh, extravagantly. Yeah, I was, well, it was, um, some, it was a short episode. There was some RP, a couple roles, but it was mostly just kind of uh, continuing on and getting to a getting to a getting to a spot, a turning absolutely. Point and now we will return to the action. Derman, uh, I believe, now lies on the ground, coughing up a little bit of water, uh, and you know, coming back to life from his health potion. Standing nearby is Baron Kreskov, 
who was very concerned that Derman might be and might have perished in the lightning bolt strike, uh, as well as Jericho and Reginald also dripping wet, standing over their friend in the wake of this, uh, as you know, the thunder continues to crack. Uh, and this, a storm appears overhead, and the sacred gazebo is destroyed uh, all all nearby the pool, we will uh, re-enter the action. So you may speak and do and move as you please. So we've just been, we've just wallered our way out of the pool, like Shamu style, and we're like gasping on the ground, or is this past all the... I do remember such? that I... Um, Kind of like force the health potion down Dermon's throat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just saying you're still dripping wet. Gotcha. Okay. Nice. I always <laughs> visually like the image of someone who's like fully kitted out and in like big leather armor and, you know, furs and winter gear and stuff like that person getting wet. I always think that looks cool. So just I'm picturing you guys you, man. Whatever wet. does it for unless, you. Unless it's a really deep pool, then they're they're not doing so hot. <laughs> no, <laughs> then they're not. We didn't we didn't make you guys roll for how much heavy crap you were carrying yesterday last time when you when you swam. Mm. All right, fellas. Um That was that was a lot more than I was expecting to find here. what do mm. we do now? <laughs> You said the Baron's nearby, right, Keith? Yeah, he's like right beside you at this point. He's he is. You can tell when you look up at him. He's like trying to help you get to your feet. He is obviously very concerned that you might be, you know, mortally wounded or something. As Jericho says this, um, I I accept his uh, offer of help and uh, on standing. Um, there you go. I I say to Jerry. But while maintaining like eye contact with um, the Baron, I say, Well, I have a question for our friend the Baron here. And how exactly is it that you... That's not how I want to word that. Hold on. Now, now tell me, did you ever think to bring your son to this pool? Uh, 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 yes, of, co- of course we did. Uh, <clears throat> but the, I'll be, the pool's never done anything like that. <clears throat> the pool is... The pool, the pool has never st- struck lightning from the gods or obviously destroyed our rickety gazebo over there. Rickety gazebo. That's the true treasure. I want to roll insight on this man. Yeah, sure. That's, uh, that's 18. Um, I wanna... He seems to be... What? No, yeah, that's... Yeah, just I want to see... <sighs> yeah. I just want to see if he's telling the truth. If he's if he's being honest, he is being genuine with you, uh, or at least it seems to it seems to you that he is being quite genuine. Uh, and as genuine, I know how to say the word. <laughs> uh, but as he's saying that, he actually points to the pool and he says, "the the pool, though it it seems to have lost its glow." And has he? points to the pool you guys turn around and you see that the pool where it used to kind of glow blue with this uh you know radiant light a little bit uh it's now just like a murky pool of water there's no more magical glow to it whatsoever well that is all baron uh excuse me uh, burgomaster uh Kreskoff, uh, may, may i'll just ask do you know anybody anyone by the name of tatiana 
No, I've, I've never heard of any anyone by the name of Tatiana. It seems our arena was uh, perhaps a mis- case of mistaken identity, but a fellow that she saw beneath the waves uh, called her Tatiana. Wait. You know, maybe, maybe I do. Maybe in some of the older legends of Strahd, there was once a mention of a, I believe a girl named Tatiana, maybe. It's, it started with a T. Uh, it was a beautiful name like that. But I can't tell you what her significance was. So is that, why Why are you asking that? Hey, Keith. Just- an unusual circumstance surrounds this whole thing. Reginald is still still just kind of in shock. He's just like, what just happened here? Uh, Keith, did that letter, if you remember from um, that we got off the corpse on like the very first episode, does that, did that mention Tatiana again? go and see it's been a long time but you guys still have it on you yeah um so let's go back and figure out these names have been mentioned at one time because i've definitely heard them maybe i've heard them in some of the books i've read but i feel like i've heard them in this all right let's see hail thee of might and valor i the burgomaster of barovia and your send you send you honor with despair my adopted daughter the fair Irina Kolyana has been these past nights bitten by a vampire for over 400 years. This creature has dreamed of life. Blah, 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 blah. I don't believe the word Tatiana was mentioned there. What about... Which one is that one? That was the letter that you guys got to... Uh, that. Oh, yeah. So that was the letter that sent you here. There yeah. was another letter. You're right. There was yeah, another Dermot letter got that you both. Found. He's got the letter from Aragal, and then he's got the letter from that corpse. Right. Okay. So the letter from this one was, uh, Hail to the Might and Valor. I, a, lovely, a lowly servant of Barovia, send honor to thee. We plead for thee. The so desperately need or thy so desperately need assistance. Sorry, this is written in like calligraphy and it's hard to read. Um, the love of my life, Irina Kolyana, has been afflicted by an evil so deadly, even the good people of our village cannot protect her. Um, no Tatiana mentioned in that one, so I can't, I can't tell you, chat. Maybe you can t- remind us Man. if we've mentioned Tatiana before. Um, I feel like maybe we have. It doesn't seem like we haven't mentioned her before. I feel like I mean I've I've read her name a thousand times Wait. prepping for the campaign. What about um that dude? What? <clears throat> the the ghost. His daughter? The no, ghost his Maria. Yeah. Wow. Dang. Yeah, I just love I love the visual that like we're all standing on the side of this lake when Irina just dove in and she was happy to do so and hadn't come back up yet. We're sitting here going through paperwork trying to figure out somebody's name. <laughs> like I can actually see that. Like, you know, wads of paper coming out of somebody's pack. Like, was it that? Yeah. No. Is that an A? No, that's not an A. Well, dang, what does it say? No, that's not them. <laughs> ah. Well, I mean, I, I don't remember. Honestly, I 
I don't remember. I mean, there might be somebody, maybe maybe somebody will tune in and, and chat in a minute and let us know if possible where we might have mentioned it before. But I'm the worst person for figuring out what when we've mentioned it because I've read her name a thousand times <laughs> in this campaign myself. Um, so let's just assume that you don't know much about it. Maybe the name sticks in your head. The the general let's let's call it the general uh, fabric of this world you're in currently. It's almost like it's almost like saying her name is strumming a very a very fading string on the music of, of on the instrument of this world. If that makes any sense, like you can you can, speaking her name almost feels like you're tapping into something foundational to this place you're in. It's it feels familiar to you whether you've heard it or not. I um guys, is anyone listening? Yeah. She just disappeared yeah. in the bottom of a pool and yeah. obviously right. the vampire lord that controls this place is the one that took her in some fell manner that I don't understand. Yes, that's what it seems like to me. Anyone got any ideas what we should do now? She's kind of important, I feel. Yes. I don't suppose dredging the lake is in order? No, it's it's not even the right colour anymore. It stopped glowing and all that. What is it with this place in lightning? This is what the a- second time in two days, mind you, that I've nearly died from lightning. The first, of course, is my own choice, but this is uncalled for. You got to be more careful, Dermot, especially now. But what are you guys talking about? This this pool is—it's dredging the lake. This this pool ain't deep. And he walks over to the edge of it, and he re- he like reaches down to touch the bottom of it, and it, he barely gets past his elbow. Get the rope! Get the rope on him! He just he leans back and jams his hand into it. And he barely gets past his elbow with the water before he's like, "See, look here, that I'm touching the ground now. This pool is not deep." I do not know what is going on here, but do you know? It could be that he hasn't lost a young man in his life that he truly loved. That possibly. Do you know? And by the off chance, the way to get to Strahd. Well, uh, we keep to ourselves here in Kresk. We don't we don't leave here strict on the strict purpose of of not meeting up with Strahd. I couldn't tell you how to find him, and I swear to all the gods I've ever heard of, and all the gods I could name, I never want to find him. Do you have any books about this pool? Is there anything that you can tell us about it? Is there any way to make it glow again and see if it yeah. can back up to the castle? I don't believe there are any any books left and 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 boys, I don't know a whole lot about all this stuff, but I I I believe that this pool was blessed by the morning lord. Those are all the those are all the legends and and the pool glowed brightly and I know that all the all the magic I've ever seen from Strahd and his minions is dark and foreboding and 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 hard hard to to stomach even with the eye. But this this pool was was beautiful to look on and 
and the morning Lord is, is diametrically opposed. Everything that, that he stands for is opposed to the darkness of Strahd. I just, I can't believe that Strahd had any power over this, over this pool. Are y'all certain that, that something good didn't happen to that girl in there? Nothing good happened to us, at least. We were struck by lightning, and I swear I saw and heard that devil Strahd's voice come from the sky. He said, oh, we, right. he we said all heard it's that. mine now. now I, I heard it too. I heard the voice, but I think you... I didn't hear him say she's mine now. I heard him say she's mine. Is, is it... Tell me what happened. What did you see happen in the pool? Just tell me. Tell me one more time. You mean before or after we flipped ass over tea kettle into the water? Bef- before, 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 you obviously y'all were all standing beside the water, and then Irene, Irina was standing at the edge of your so-called rickety gazebo, and an image of some guy we've never even heard of. Starts calling her by a name we've never heard of, and she flips out and falls in love instantly and reaches in and he pulls her under the water. Obviously a lot deeper than however long your forearm is, because she was completely submerged and we all jumped in after her, and we couldn't reach the bottom to get to her. Now, uh, tell me, what? You're telling me you'd never seen this man before? Never. Never heard of a Sergei, never seen this fella. Now, has have you any of you all ever laid eyes upon the Devil Strahd? A couple times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, quickly, the answer to the following question is no, just to clue you guys in real quick, because you may, I figured the next question you'd ask me was, well, it do we, uh, or does he? Uh, so his next question is, and does that man... Bear, does the devil Strahd bear any resemblance to the man you saw in the pool? No, not really. Well, no, never mind. <laughs> so is it is it possible, like I said, that that this girl who you who seems that you said was being hunted by the devil himself, is it possible that some angel might have took her away? Why would the face that did look like Strahd in the clouds say she's mine if she not was... If he was not attacking us, but the person in the pool. Yeah, and I never heard of no moistened angel like that up under the water. Now, boys, men, uh, any of y'all have children? I took care of some orphans back in home, back in my home. And you'll, uh, you might understand what I'm about to say next. Uh, I've had four kids, three boys and a girl. And we, we don't have a lot here in Crisk, but we have some things. And if we could make them a toy, we'd, we'd try to do that. And sometimes one of them be playing with a toy they really loved. And the other one would come by and snatch it up and take it away from them. And I swear everyone in the village would hear what happened next, and that was the one that was playing with it, shouting, Hey, that's mine! Is it possible that somebody took away Strahd's toy? 
uh, he seems like the type that would be uh, rather opposed to someone taking what's his. He does seem rather possessive. I think he's got some kind of complex. Mm, possibly. We've seen a lot of weird stuff that sort of pertains to him. Oh, have yeah. You, have you heard about the uh, the strange castle that appears in the mists on the far south or northwest side of Barovia? Yeah, I've seen that one. Uh, we also came across an old crone in the forest, Bobby Lasaga. She had uh, she had a cradle, an illusory cradle that had an illusory baby in it. And when we stole something from her, and we we also burnt down her house, she yelled she yelled Strahd's name as she tried to run back into the fire after him. It's everything. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say it's strange. It is. Everything in this godforsaken world is strange. And it's all because of Strahd. There have been people before that have led assaults on the castle trying to kill them, only to be mangled and mauled and killed and destroyed. Is that y'all's goal? To hunt down and kill the devil Strahd? Personally, my goal is to leave and never think about this place ever again but it sounds like we're going to have to do one to accomplish the other yeah, and I've I got to say it seems more and more like this, this strong fella is he's at the centre of all this this strangeness and, and misery going on I mean it, it could be a two birds with one stone type situation Yeah, we, we just want to get out of here but I could see maybe that might help you in the process. Oh, you're you're right about one thing. This is Strahd's world. We're just all living in it. So whether you kill him or whether you talk him out of it, or talk yourself out of this world, you're going to have to meet up with him at least one more time before it's all said and done. Oh, good. I'm not looking forward to that. I wasn't so good at talking last time. Maybe we'll just go straight into the killing. Well, that would be nice if we could do it. Uh, say, uh, Burgermaster, uh, is there a is there a, a, a direct way we can can get there, but uh, you know, without knocking on the front door, so to speak? From what I know, a castle Ravenloft it's on a cliff. Right. A thousand feet above the town of Barovia. Right. And there ain't no safe way of getting inside unless you've been invited. Hell, there may not be a way inside unless you've been invited. So I, myself, am the last person who'd be able to tell you how to get inside Strahd's house. Because it's the last place I'd want to be. There's no one that knows anything about this pool. I mean, obviously, if Irina went through it to get to the castle, there must be some way through it. Uh, I'm telling you, I don't believe that. I, I I refuse to believe that I've been living in a town with a pool that has a portal to Strahd's castle in it my whole life. The whole point of these walls is to keep Strahd and his minions out. If he had a portal inside, he'd be going and coming all the time, murdering us. I I just don't know if that's what happened, Jericho, and I don't have a whole lot of proof for it, but I just don't, I don't know if that's the case. That's fair, but 
if you think about it, maybe he's never done it before because this side seems to be powered down now. Maybe he could only access it one time without having to do something on this end as well. That's possible. Well, there's there's some more stuff we need to go over. Um, it was quite a while back, uh, not long after we got into Barovia, we had our fortunes told by a Vistani woman. And she gave us a few prophecies and things of that such. And a lot of the stuff that she described would be in our future would be inside the castle. But there's one left that I don't think is necessarily in the castle. And uh, I want to show him the one I wrote down about uh, the card about the woman that uh, she hangs above a roaring fire. Okay. Find her and you'll find the treasure. The sword of something. He says, uh, "I'm uh, I'm not one for poetry, my my friend. Uh, unless it's a unless there's a lady somewhere in Barovia on fire above, uh, or strapped to a stick above a roaring fire. Unless there was some lady being burned at the stake. I don't know where that'd be. Well, I I imagine it's not." currently happening it's probably either a historic site maybe of uh burning at the stake or maybe could also reference a picture hanging above a fireplace could be an effigy of some sort that maybe is like a traditional burning of something well i tell you this down here in the town we burnt we burnt most of our artwork long ago to keep warm we don't have much use for it and I've been to the Abbey once or twice before, and nothing like that's coming to my mind. Very well. Uh, I guess that's it, then. As you say, I guess that's it. <clears throat> you hear a uh, loud calling from from across the across the town where you uh, just came into. You know, you just came in several hours ago or a couple hours ago. You hear. Master Kreskov, there's enemies at the gate! I run that way. Um, Master Kreskov does so as well, and as he does so, he says, Everybody, back in your homes, back in your homes. Uh, This might have started events that we can't turn away. Everybody try to stay safe. We'll see what we can do to protect you. (coughs) Only I could go back home. (laughs) Come on, Reginald, let's go. (laughs) Right behind you. Um... Grabbing up my spear. All right, man. That last sentence it tore all tore me all up. I don't know what it is about that voice that kills me. Um, but you guys all go running to the running to the gate, and it takes you just a few minutes to get there. Um, for an older for an older man, uh, Baron Kreskov, he uh, he uh, has has a spring in his step. And he uh, gets to the gate, uh, and he calls up, and he says, uh, wh- "What seems to be coming for us?" <clears throat> and someone calms calls down from the gate. She's uh, the one of the female guards says, "It it looks like a few direwolves and some shambling some shambling men, I believe. I'm not sure." Uh, he calls back up to her. Well, open the gate. Myself and our new friends will, will keep them at bay. That doesn't sound too tough. And, you know, the gate begins to... 
open uh, as half hour to open up that gate. <laughs> uh, as a couple hundred yards away, um, you can see walking towards you uh, five dire wolves and a couple of zombies as well, walking of those kind of uh, vampire looking, falling apart zombies that you fought before. Um, there are several bad mamma jammas walking towards the gate of this town. And, and it. What time of day is it? It is night t- it time. Good. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, let's, let's call it night time. Because <laughs> it was morning when we left the place a couple hours right away, and then we did all this stuff. Yeah, let's call it night time. You got them invisibles? Yeah. Nice. Invisibilities. Let's call it knife time. Knife time. <laughs> it is knife yep, time. It is it's knife time. All right. So I'm going to draw on our... The gate is going to open up just enough for you to be able to um, see what's happening there. And then we're going to get combat set up a little bit while you guys go ahead and roll some roll some uh, damage for me. Damage already? Wow. Maybe Not damage, you know what I mean. <laughs> Boy, stop that. You know what I mean. It's God. a 13 on me. It's the 13 for me. Right. Um, and then we got... That's not what I wanted. We got zombie one and a zombie two and a zombie three. So you're all these enemies are like showing up kind of like, I guess, shuffling out of the forest heading this way. Yeah, there's kind of walking down the path that actually brings them to the gate. Nice. Fellas, there's not much... Uh... Not much in the last day that's uh, I can wrap my head around, but this, this I got. <laughs> I agree with you. I got my shield, I've got my spear, and I am ready to roll. Keith, let me know when you get an initiative order, and I'll put it on the screen so everybody can keep track of it a little easier. That would be great. You did that last time, and I remember being very grateful for that, my sweet, my sweet brother. Also... For anyone in chat, it should be known that you won't be able to talk to Bryce before his birthday comes, but tomorrow is his 12th birthday. Yep. Hey! Happy birthday. You finally earned your beard. Yay! <laughs> I'm 12. It's not as... It's not as... His, uh... Third birthday, your 12th birthday, you goofs. How dare you think that? Alright, so... I need to get my... It's my 23rd birthday to help Keith out because he forgot. I didn't forget. <laughs> I just kind of forgot that I was joking and didn't just forgot that I was going to need to come back and tell the real age. It is hard to believe, though, that you're... Part of me it's, finds it hard to believe that you are 23, and part of me finds it hard to believe that you're not older than that. Yeah, I know how you feel. <laughs> we need to do another podcast on getting old. All right, so that fella got a nine. We haven't done combat in so long, you guys. Right? It's been like, what, 
Thanksgiving-ish? Yep. No, before that. Before that. It's been a hot minute. It has been a hot minute. Um, This portion of the podcast would be a good time for you to uh, scratch yourself, call your mom and, and talk to her. Uh, catch up with your grandparents. Um, go outside and do some lunches, some kind of stuff. Go catch your grandparents. Tef says he, he is still a youngling, even if he is tw- twenty three. And no combat, then I recommend drop <laughs> drop in an alien. We could drop in an alien to this combat. It wouldn't be that bad. Um, all right. I need to know your guys's uh combat rollies or your in- initiative rolls, please. I got eight. Thirteen. Five. Okay. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Reginald got a 13. Yeah. Derman got a five. And Jericho got a eight. Got a eight. Um, Jericho, could you please re-roll? Um, here, will you roll Nat one 20. more time? <laughs> Nat 20? Okay, we'll put you ahead of the other eight. <laughs> um, we'll call you an 8.5. All right, so initiative order would be that. Um, actually, Reg or Reginald, would you roll a d twenty for me? Three. All right, you do not beat the person who is ahead of you. So, um, Keith, while while you're doing all this setup, I want to say something is German. Okay, say it. Um, are we, we're like, are we outside the door or are we like right inside? Um, you are, you are like right inside the door right now. No one's moved yet. Okay, but we can see, we can see what's coming. Correct. Okay. Um, so I say to all those gathered, if we keep them close together, I can do a bit more damage than if they were separated. I will stay by the gate and hopefully, you know, sort things out. Do a bit of crowd control, as it were. Hey, Derman, are you, uh, you sure you're up for this? Um, uh, we, we just pulled you out of the lightning lake back there. Oh, yes, I'm fine. I am fine. Don't you worry about me, Reginald. All right. Reginald is excited. All right, I'm excited too. As soon as I can get all this uh, <laughs> written down, I decided halfway through to change up how I did it to remember what the rules kind of were more state that I should do. Um, so, uh, Bryce, the way it's going to go is that the Reginald it'll be Reginald, then the zombies, then the uh, Wait, the zombies in any order. No, just they're going to all attack as a group. Okay, zombies. So it'll be Reginald, then the zombies, then the wolves. Then Jericho, then Derman. Um... Um, where is Lord Kresk going? I need to find out. Give me just a moment. Dag nibble it. Hmm. 
he'll go he'll go last. Kreskov will go last. Because even though he moves fairly spry, he is uh Is he what is he doing? He's just stretching. He is not the he's still an older man. He's not the beefiest boy in the world. Um Okay. And he has a does anybody know how much damage a long like a long sword does? One D eight if wielded in one hand, one D ten if wielded with two. He's Boom. a two he is a two handed long sword. He pulls that long sword off his back and he says to you all, I think the four of us can handle him <clears throat> as he begins to walk out of the gate. He's gonna uh, die. <laughs> uh, let us say that each square represents 10 feet and not 5 um, if that works for you guys uh, you podcast listeners I'm sure you're probably tired of this setup so let's just begin who cares what it looks like um, it means now that Reginald you have the first go my friend alright so I am going to take a second and say, oh, almost forgot. And I actually, I have all those health potions that I bought, but I didn't get a chance to hand them out earlier. Nice. So I think I had two for each of us or something like that from Potion Man. Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly. You've used one on Dermon. Yeah. Right. I've used one on Dermon. I'm keeping one myself and I'll give two apiece to the fellas. Oh. Almost forgot we might need these here in just a moment. And I'm passing them out. Sweet. I think I actually had one left over, so I believe I have three now. Nice. I had one left over already, so the one I had actually makes a two. So I'm good. Well, thank you, sir. That is greatly appreciated. No problem. Actually, you paid for them. Anyway, back to the back to the battle at hand. I'm ready to go. That's, all, that's right. all I'm doing on my turn. I just wanted to pass those out before I forgot because, doggone it, I know we're going to need them. These are superior, okay. right? Um, I can't remember. I it's believe. been a while. Yeah. they. I think, I don't remember. Yeah, that sounds good. I think that's what we decided. Superior health potions. Okay. All right. So do you want to do any movement after you hand off your potions? I'll say that'll definitely take an action, but if you want to do some movement. Um, you know what? I'll I'll go out to stand shoulder to shoulder with um Kreskov. All right. Gotcha. I'm kind of giving him the the nod like, yeah, we got this. Thank you. Hey Bryce, <laughs> you want to take your peen off the screen? That'd be great. <laughs> Keep wiping your peen all over my screen. It was supposed to be pin. These things uh, happen. I'm sure I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it was. I mean, podcast listeners, you're missing out. <laughs> you're, you're really missing out. They're what really you miss out? <laughs> what you miss out the most on on this podcast is just wiener jokes. Really, um, that's kind of it. It comes but... in all forms: visual, audible, mm-hmm. mental. There's a wiener joke for everybody, right? And 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 for all seasons. We even had for that all... one braille wiener, right? We did. We did have the one braille wiener. It's like, it's like a diseased cat tail. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right, let's uh let's continue. It is now zombies' turns. The zombies, of course, they're dashing, baby. They're dashing. They're saying, "I'm coming for you, big mama. I'm coming a for spotlight you." Spotlight on them. I mean, there's a Wait. runway out there. They are oh, actually, actually they can they can go farther than that, right? They can go. They can go a long way. Uh, they can actually go forty feet. So about right there. They're coming in. The zombies are coming in. Uh, um, and then the wolves are going to take their turn. They too are going to be sprinting on in there. Um, and they got ooh baby, they got some good distance. Nice. They can say, "I run fifty feet." I ran. They're actually not going to even have to dash. Well, I mean, they're. They're just, they're going their normal pace. Just doing they're closing their in. They're closing in on you. Almost um, lazily. While the gate continues to hang open. Um, shoot, I botched something. Hold up. Sprinkle a little DM flavor on it, it'll be okay. Yep, sorry, just had to actually get to where I could find their attacks. Um, cool. Hey, this will actually be a decent, uh, not intentional, but a decent counter to uh, Jericho's invisibilitrance. Um, okay, so. Invisibilitrance. Got, got sniff sense? Uh, yeah. I'll go ahead and tell you, they have something called keen hearing and smell. The wolf has advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on hearing or smell. The two things that you still do when you're invisible. I do hear and smell. That's correct. Um, All right. It is now uh, Jericho's turn. Do what you will do. Uh, Dermon, do you think you can hold the gate on your own? Or do we need to close it? Are you going to get to the top of the wall? I can likely hold it on my own. Alright. We'll once the combat starts, won't we? I guess so. Uh, you should probably be prepared to close it at any given point. Alright, uh, Reginald, let's, let's get this started. Uh, uh, as you're speaking real quick, Kreskov also, also turns around and he says, uh, Derman, if, if we get overrun out here... There's a there's a level behind the wall. You throw it in the door or slam shut. Don't you let these creatures in my town. I'll keep that in mind. Okay. I'm a run out. Um, I get an extra ten feet of movement speed on my first turn, so I'm gonna okay. move. Uh, how far is forty feet? How close will that get me? Forty feet would be bump, bump, bump. Okay. So I no. can't attack from there. That looks like oh. 30 to me. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> All right. Cool. Then I'm going to use. I still get advantage on the wolves, though, right? Because they can't see me and they can't make a perception check on. My yeah, they have to. They have to take an action to try to sniff you out. Okay. Then I he's kind of far away, so I'm going to use my crossbow. Can I use a splody arrow on him? You may. Whoms do you wish to fire on? Uh, that William Four. William Four. Okay. Uh, within a proper distance, 
those are ten foot radius fire arrows, right? Uh, I think it's five, five or ten foot, feet. I think it's five foot radius, ten foot D, diameter. D ten for a five foot, right? D ten damage for five foot yeah. radius. Bonus D ten okay. fire damage on hit and in a five foot radius with a DC gotcha. fifteen deck save to take half damage. Okay, so it will not be it will not be enough to hit the zombie, but you will still, of course, you may shoot number four. Okay, I will shoot him. Um, Go and do the shoost. Do I make do I make a, a shoost attack or does yeah. he just make a deck save? No, it, you got you still got to hit him with it. Yeah, but he'll take the fire damage either way. I just need to see if he takes the bolt damage itself. Right, if you hit him with the bolt, he definitely takes the fire damage. Yes. Okay. That's a thirteen to hit. A thirteen to hit. A thirteen will not hit a dire wolf. Dookie, mm. you fire a flaming arrow, a, a, this a mechanical contraption of your own design, and it flies just barely no, brushing. I, I, I want to use a point. I, I no wait. I don't need a point of inspiration. I have a um advantage. Oh yeah, because you're invisibles. Um, <laughs> did you fail again? I crit failed. Oh wow! <laughs> Shot straight up. So your arrow. Go ahead. I said it was not meant to be. It was not meant to be, but your arrow does singe a little bit of fur off the back of the the dire wolf as he's walking menacing menacingly towards the gate. Uh, but one thing, the dire wolf does turn around briefly to to wait. He uh, doesn't get the DC fifteen. Like I didn't hit within a five foot radius of him. I mean, if you're shooting straight at a wolf and he and you miss him, like it's not going to land at his feet. Okay. Right. I mean. I guess not. No. I'm picturing you're shooting right at him, so that's fair. That bolt, that bolt's gonna travel a ways before it hits the ground. Y'all, let me know if I'm being unfair, but that seems all right. Um, behind him, an explosion of alchemist fire, and a little bit of a little bit of heat he feels on his booty. Whoosh! A crying shame, I know. Um, well, I get an extra attack on my first turn. That's right. So I'm going to shoot another one at him. Let it rip. That was a two. There we go. That's a <laughs> 19 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Cool. So he takes 1d6. That's a 3 plus 4 is 7 plus sneak attack damage. And on my first turn, I deal an extra D8 of damage. So that's 3 plus 4 was 7 plus 1 is 8 plus... God, getting such low rolls. Plus another 1 is 9. Plus his alchemist fire is... What was it? A D10? Yep. What's going on with somebody's mic right now? Yeah, we got something on the mic here. That's Zenus. Oh, okay. That's a... Fourteen total. Fourteen total after the seven? Yes. So twenty-one total? What? After the seven. He initially took seven damage, then you kept adding, so I didn't know if that was fourteen altogether or not. No, I got I got nine damage initially and then the added alchemist fire was another plus five, so Okay. Fourteen, yeah. 
Gotcha. All right. So when he turns around to examine the uh, the explosion behind him, he turns back just in time to catch an arrow colliding with his front left uh, shoulder and an explosion of fire shooting out of it. He's knocked off of balance as half of the hair of his body is singed completely off and you can see the skin underneath is a little bit burned. And now it is still your turn or what else we got? Um, I mean, I still have an extra attack, but I have I can't fire another bolt with that extra attack and there's nothing within... Z3 is not within melee range, is it? Uh, that would be... Well, if my map was still up. That would be... Uh, I would say correct. If that whole thing is 10 feet... He, well, no, yeah, he's probably within 5 feet of you if the whole square is 10 feet. Yeah, you could swing at him if you want. Alright, I'm gonna make a swing-a-ding-ding. Swing at him. Swing that ding. That's gonna be a 20 to hit, not natural. That will hit. Cool. Of course. That's a... Uh... Six damage. Six damage. Well, you slash you slash at that Zambo, and when you hit him, you cut off his left arm. Slice! And his left arm falls to the ground and begins to claw at you. Mm. Um, tell me about that damage again. How much was it? I do not remember. Let's call it six. I feel like it was six. Yeah, the, the D6 is still on a two, and I have plus four. Okay. Hale wanted to drop in to fix your sub and get your Dungeon Boy wave. Hey, welcome to Dungeon Boys. I don't see a sub, but I'll let you handle that. You changed your peen to Gerald? Good job. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, Dermot, that means it's, it's your turn, buddy, Ro. I am here. Uh, sorry about the noise. This mic is... Uh, this is only the second time I've used it, so I'm not very familiar with its mute function. I thought um, you stumbled into the bathroom or something. No, I was adjusting myself on my bed, and my bed is quite noisy. Um, anyway, I'm going to step into the center of the... Um, the the door how how far how wide is that opening is it like five feet or like ten feet this opening is they're barely opening the gate for you guys to get out so it's probably about five feet wide okay sweet i'm gonna i want to stand like just past that so not quite like right in the center but a little bit beyond it um and then i'm going to use my action to cast spirit guardians Okay. Uh, you call forth spirits to protect you. They flit around you to a distance of 15 feet for the duration, which is 10 minutes. Um, if you are good or neutral, their spectral form appears angelic or fey. Be angelic. Um, when you cast this spell, you can designate any number of creatures you can see to be unaffected by it. And since I can't see Jerry, I'm going to give it to um, Reginald and Krisk. They okay. are unaffected. Um Everyone else is affected. Creature speed is halved, and when the creature enters the turn for the first time, enters the area for the first time on a turn, or starts its turn there, it's got to make a wisdom saving throw or take a bunch of damage. Um, so that's that's all that I'm doing this turn. Okay, just casting that spell. Yeah, because I'm. Gonna, you... That's my action. So, 
Gotcha. Will you help me keep track of when I need to make my rolls? Uh, I will try my best. Okay. All right. Anything else? Movement or anything else? Nope. He's going to stand right there as a sentinel. All right. Sounds like a good plan. I like that's so cool. Like just you stand. Someone has to stand in the gap. It is you shall not pass. You shall not pass. But easily one of the top three moments in, in films, in my opinion. I, I could probably take my top three movie moments out of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> um, Reginald, it's your turn, buddy man. No, it is Mr. Christman. Chris, Chris Cobb. Oh, of course it is. He's down here in the in the hole. All right. Um, Chris Cobb, knowing that you've got this spell on, and, and he's going to step over here beside Dermon because uh, he's going to step beside Dermon. He says, now, Dermon, I can't let anything happen to you. And he stands there and holds his sword ready for someone to attack his new friend in his town. Oh, I suppose not. Now it's Reginald's turn. Also, Kreskov has is ready to an action. Okay. I think I'm going to... do? It's my turn? Yes. Yeah, first, I want to make a brief comment on the fact that it takes this door, these doors so long to open, but there's a lever that'll snap them shut. Just uh, they're spring loaded. Just okay, I got it. We're, we're good now. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I was gonna lose some sleep over that one, but I'll, right, I'll so, submit the diagram that I have of it, the inner workings of the mechanisms. That's exactly what I need right there. All right, so I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna make a um, a run towards Z two zombie number dose, kind of towards midfield there. You gonna dash or regular run? Uh, I'm gonna I'm actually I can I have the trait aggressive, so I can use my bonus action to run up to my my movement speed again, as long as it's toward the enemy. So I'm just I'm barreling straight in. Okay, you still got a little bit of distance there. I think with. I think I did. Did I do 60 feet? How many feet did I do? Well, I do 30, but then I can move up to my movement speed again. Oh, well, then, yeah. Then you're good. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. My math is way off tonight, guys. I'm sorry. It's all good. It's all good, man. So, yeah, I'm just getting up in there. I got my, my spear equipped, so I am just going <sighs> to stab at him with my spear. All right, stab him. This is the first time ever attacking a zombie. This is old hat to Jericho and Derman, but you're this is your first zombie. Yeah, so this is a 19 to hit. Of course, that'll hit. And it's a 13 of those damage. It is piercing nice. damage. You stab at him with piercing damage for 13. Um, That's not the right math. That is written down now. Whenever you stab at him with piercing damage, you stab directly into his right shoulder joint, completely removing his arm. Good job. All right. Second attack. I'm going for the other arm. Get it. 16 to hit. That'll hit. Nice. i going to do some damage. Eight. Eight whole damage. Eight whole damage will also hurt him pretty good. That'll be enough damage to you try to stab at his arm, but instead you go your, your eyes drawn down to his dangling bits and you stab him in the leg instead and remove his leg. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> Man, dude's having a rough night. Um, yes. All right, so that's double attack and a bonus action. That's it for me. I'm tapped out. 
All right. Sounds good. Um, it is now the zombies' turns. So zombie number one, noticing its zombie friend has been attacked, it's going to ride over here to try to get you, Reginald. Oh, and what him. he's going to do is he's going to try to bite you, and he's going to try to claw you. Will a not will an eight hit? Negative, sir. What about a five? Mm, just barely, but no, that's not going to hit. Is that a natural <laughs> five, or do they have modifiers? <laughs> <laughs> the, no, the, he rolled a two that time. Oh, um, also, Hale, it's all good. Um, or something that might work. Yeah, it's all good. Just have a good time if you want to listen to the show. Don't worry about subbing or anything. Just have a good time. Um, zombie number two, after being chopped upon, is still going to try to bite and slash at you with its remaining body parts. Will a will a seventeen hit? No, it will not. Good gravy, man! I I love the idea of like Reginald finally get to go in there and just like swatting limbs away with a spear, just going going hamly well, on them. I've got I've got the the shield equipped too, so that that actually gives me a little bit of some assistance there. So right. So the second attack when Zombie Two attacks, it goes to swing its remaining arm at you, and you block it with your shield, and then it goes to bite you, and you push your your spear up in front of it, and it bites down on your spear, saving you from the damage. I love it. Love that visual. Zombie number three comes in to Jericho, as well as zombie number four coming in to attack the yes. Jericho who drinks only the mole. What was that, Reginald? Zombie four, zombie four didn't know where I was. Oh, yeah, you're invisible. My bad. Forgot zombie about the invisibility. Yep. My bad on the invisibility. Zombie four is going to continue its deathly march towards the building, towards the wall then. Zombie three is going to ooh dookie. He nat he 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 natural twenty on his bite. But he has disadvantage. But he has disadvantage because you're invisible. Well, don't worry about him hitting you then, because he's only got a nine to hit. <laughs> uh, and then he's going to try to slash you with his claws, which he's got uh, a twelve. And will a twelve do it? Um. My armor class is kind of low. Let me check. I'm pretty sure it's 14. We're getting up on it. Oh, 15. I'm still good. Nice. Okay, cool. So you as well, you come up there swashbuckling with invisibility. I picture instead of blocking, you try to keep yourself unrevealed. So you swipe at the zombie, chop his arm off. And then as it begins to attack you, it's, it's swinging into the night. And you're like leaning side by side, side to side with your hands directly in front of you, trying to dodge uh, and successfully dodging his attacks. So you come out of that attack unscathed. Now it's time for the wolves to attack. Of course, Reginald, wolf number two, he's going to squeeze into this little gap. He's trying to bite your booty. Wolf number one is sprinting sprinting to the gate. Mm. Wolf number three sees that zombie number three has had an arm removed. He's suspicious. So he's going to use his action to try to see if he can sniff out Jericho. Now, Jericho, if he is successful in sniffing you out, you will no longer be invisible to this wolf. He will have gotten your scent. Is that reasonable? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay. I didn't remove a zombie's arm, I don't think. Yeah, you did. Three Last last move, you hit his arm. Oh, okay. It fell off. Yeah, you sliced his arm. They don't make zombies like they used to. I thought that was just Reginald. No, he, he... 
everybody removed a limb. And even if you didn't, I would have said that he saw, you know, saw some blood or whatever happened. Just because slicing something people notice. Uh, especially wolves who are no stranger to slicing. I'm going to roll that perception. Perception is wisdom. So he just rolled. He's going to roll with advantage, though. But he's supposed to have disadvantage, so that'll cut in half, which means just a regular roll. He rolled a 14 against your, uh, um, I guess, roll a stealth to see if you're you're overstealthing him. Do I add my stealth modifier? To a stealth roll? I guess, yeah, I guess so. I'm not, like, intentionally stealthing. I'm just invisible. Yeah, you'd still do that because you're... You're, you're at this point. It's like, um, it's a contest. Okay. Well then, Keith, I have a plus ten modifier to stealth. <laughs> I knew. I know that. <laughs> I rolled a twenty-seven. When I real, when I saw it in my, when I thought about it in my head that we were about to make a contest out of it, I was like, well, this is all just a formality now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he doesn't notice you, so he's like, he's a little bit confused. So Reginald, I'm sorry. He too is going to come over here and try to do do horrible things to you. But he can't do um, anything because he used his action on that. That's true. But he wants to, and he's going to get close, so he can. Um, so he can next time. Not I'm not telling you you're wrong. Uh, wolf number four is also heading to the gate, and Wolf number five is also heading to the gate. Now I know that I'm, I believe, probably entering your field, Dermot. I'm going to handle Wolf number two up here first. Yeah, it's fine. I've been waiting. Okay, Wolf number two. He's going to do dirty things. He's going to try to bite, which is what he can do. He rolls a man. This this poor DM's dice. <laughs> he rolls a nine. <laughs> So he tries to, he runs up and tries to, you know, yeah, no, he runs up and tries with all his might to jump into you and try to bite at your neck. But as you have one zombie pushed aside to your right with its mouth on your spear, you've just bonked another zombie away. You pull your shield up and take all of the weight of that wolf running into you. Um, As wolf number one, four, and five have entered Dermon's field, and we're going to have to roll for them as well. Yeah. What shall I roll? Wisdom. What shall I do? Ooh, everybody just cut out. Everybody still there? Wolves. Huh? I said, you well, you said, what shall I do? I'm saying, hopefully the wolves will die. Ooh, can y'all hear us? I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we just lost y'all for like a good 15 seconds. Oh, oh, oh 15 boy. Seconds. Like Stinky. Maybe five. That's going to be bad for the recording later, I bet. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, so I rolled, sorry, Zenus, I rolled a, gosh, what did I roll for saving throw? I rolled a five for the saving throw? For you know, one? You know what? It doesn't. Yeah, I figured probably not. What about a, what about a seven? Nope. Hey, what about a, what about a, what about another seven? <laughs> no, sadly not. All right. The second seven came closer than the first seven, though. Yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, they're they're going to take. They're all going to take eight radiant damage, and as long as they're within fifteen feet of me, their movement speed is halved. Nice. But that that movement speed being halved affects anybody, no matter what, unless I designated them. So, right. Also. As soon as Jericho enters this space and the spell's still active, he's going to have to make the save and throw as well. Oh, boy. All right. Well, 
Because I can't gotcha. see him. You guys will have to yeah handle that. Or no, you can't see him, so yeah, we'll have to handle that. Can the I see the spell effect? What? Is the spell effect visible to me? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Then but, probably yeah, because yeah, it's, it's like this, like, I forget the color, but it's like these, it, you can see like the little motes of light as the spirits like flitting around. So it's, like, it's almost like little tiny angels floating around Dermon for a radius of 15 feet. All right. Keith, before we move on and I forget, uh, you made the wolves take uh, just a regular roll to see if they could find me because mm-hmm. their advantage was counteracted by disadvantage. But they wouldn't have disadvantage because it's smell. It's not sight. It's not based on visibility. Uh, gotcha. so they, they would have advantage. Gotcha. Okay. We'll, we'll deal with that next time if he tries it. Okay. Um, but thank you for bringing that to my attention. That is a kindly thing to do. So, yeah, you just saw three wolves run into the barrier created by Dermon's magical spell. Um, and uh, Kreskov turns to you, Dermon, says, You really are pretty powerful, huh? Well, not really, not that I would know, but I'd like to believe that this is... Well, sure, yes, let's say for now, yes. Okay, as all these wolves are by the barrier. So now they're inside the thing, and they are going to try to attack you, okay? Okay. It is is attack time. So, will a 17 hit? Yep. All right, a 17. He's going to come at you with a little bit of damage. Bada binga. Uh, He's going to do six damage to you. This wolf is going to come in and take a bite out of your arm. My arm. Then the second wolf is unfortunately going to roll higher than that one and also hit (laughs) with a 19 plus five. And uh, he's going to do another seven damage to you, my man. Ouchie. Uh, He takes another bite. You know, they're both biting at you and taking off pieces of flesh. The final wolf is going to attack Mr. Kreskov, and we're going to pray for his little frail body. Um, It looks like like he is able to use his armor and his sword. He turns his sword sideways, and the wolf bites down on his sword as he pushes him back. Uh, And his final response to uh, Dermon's uh, unsureness about his own power uh, is, Well, all I've got is this piece of steel, so you're doing better than me. Um... That means it's now Jericho's turn. Yeah, we're going to have to protect him. We can't lose the the one black guy in Barovia. I don't want to be that kind of horror story. His <laughs> wife is also black. That's true. <laughs> also, any number of the townspeople that you've seen have also been black. You racist. We have not encountered any of them. They have That's not true. spoken, therefore they do not exist. Except You're for right. that one who yelled, There's enemies at the gate. <laughs> that was a lady. Oh. Very, she may have also sounded like that. Very husky lady. <laughs> it might have been. I don't know. All right, y'all I'll leave me alone. I try my best to. I try my best to make good I just, representation. I couldn't remember what voice you used. I think I did do a regular man's voice from a distance. Okay. Um, I'm gonna attack Z3. I guess. Okay, attacking. Since you're um, so so confident. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I would launch a fire arrow right where Reginald is if he wasn't there. 
you probably still could. <laughs> he doesn't care. It might I'm just kidding. Be. He probably does. No, I really don't. <laughs> All right. So Z3 is getting the stab. Um, okay. That's a 21 to hit. 21 will hit. That's a... Six damage plus sneak attack is another three is nine damage. All right. Extra attack. That's a 18 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. That's a 10 damage. All right. You slice... Your first attack, you start low and slice off a leg, and your second attack is enough to come back up and slice off his other arm. So now this zombie is left with only with only one leg standing before you in its mouth as it wobbles, but yet lives. Very determined zombie. Is it standing? It's still standing, yes. I'm going to let him live. <laughs> that's, that's commitment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. What else um, do you do? I'm going to kind of run up to the left and get to where I can reach Wolf 3 and Zombie 3, I guess, with my next turn. Now, if you leave Zombie 3's area, he gets a melee attack on you. Yeah. With no arms. <laughs> with his leg. Okay. <laughs> he can yeah. jump me. Or if you're trying to stay within distance of W three or Wolf 3 and Zombie 3, then you're not leaving his area, technically. Yeah. So you're good. Okay. Anything else? Um, I believe that's it. All right. Ooh, excuse me, Dermon. Your turn. Man, oh, combat. It's an episode. I apologize, guys. It does. I don't know if we're making it uh, to the thing we might make it to. Quickie I'm going to cast uh, another spell. Favorite okay. spiritual weapon. Do I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to cast it kind of in the midst of the situation going on with um, old DK and W1, 4, and 5. Um, Is it normally a hammer? It Well, it, it's normally a hammer because Grim used it and it was a hammer. Right. Um, so I've just been keeping it as a hammer. But I think it's for Dermot it will be a spear. Man's shoe. Okay. So um, when you, you it's a bonus action. When you cast it, you can attack a target within five feet. Um, so the spear having reach, would you be able to do ten feet? No, because the spell says within five feet of the weapon. But also, the spear itself being long in conjunction with your arm gives it the extra reach. Gotcha. Um, I put a spear down there for you. Melee. Oh, thank you. <laughs> a nice spear. <laughs> so I must roll a thing. Um, I'm going to use it to attack wolf number one. All right. Use it to attack wolf number one, brother. Because F him. Uh, will a nine hit? A nine will not hit wolf number oh, one. Dang. All right. Well, now, since that was a bonus action... Um, I'm going to cast Word of Radiance, the cantrip, because I can... Okay. Um, the whole game. Are they are all within like five feet of us, right? Yeah. Good. Um, you utter a divine word and burning radiance erupts from you. Each creature of your choice that you conceive within range must succeed on a constitution saving throw. So I'm attacking all three wolves. 
All right, Constitution saving throw rolling up for the wolves right now. Um, I'm going to roll, when it comes to that stuff, I'm just going to roll them all as one. Uh, so Constitution saving throw, they rolled a 10. They do not save. Nice. Yay. All right. Oh. Uh, they take 10 damage. They take 10 damage, all three? Yes. Yeah, yeah gone. Right. Indeed. Putting out that DPS, son. Trying. Um, and that's all I'm going to do for now. Okay. So all those wolves that are, that are near you are really looking worse. For, not, I mean, they don't look too terribly close to death, but they look like you're really putting a hurting on them. Good. Um, Kreskov uh, turns to you and says, all right, let's see if I still got it. And he, t- he rips the sword out of the mouth of the wolf that he's standing near. Um, wolf number five, and he goes to stab at the wolf. I just, I just, when you say he turns to me, I just imagine, like, he either, like, turns, like, his whole body, but keeps the sword, like, in the wolf's mouth, or he just turns with the wolf, and then turns <laughs> back. Like, some, no. like, early 2000s, like, PS2 game. <laughs> Speaking of, tomorrow morning I'll be playing more of the original God of War game released in 2005. Hey. Having a good time. More boobs, un- more unclothed boobs in it than I thought there would be. But other than that, having a great time with it. Come on by. Quite Got a little Michael Clark Duncan in there. 32-bit boobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 32-bit boobies. All right, all right. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of our own boobs, it's the Dungeon Boys. Let's return to combat. Kreskov is going to roll a roll that will miss the wolf. So he pulls the sword out of the wolf's, wolf's mouth and tries to stab at it. Uh, but the wolf is able to dodge that stab and he misses it a little bit and finds himself shoulder to shoulder with a dire wolf. Uh, it is now Reginald's turn. All right. Um... Being that wolf number three has just gotten all up in my face, I think I'm yep. gonna I'm gonna attack that direction. So let it rip. Um, I'm going with the spear. It's a it is a twenty five to hit. Uh that will definitely hit. He has as yet been un untouched, so it'll be Ooh. good for him to have some attention. Um, Eleven of those damage. Uh, that yeah, great. Sounds good. And I'm just gonna, you know what? I'll do the same thing again. I'm just gonna gonna go for the hit. Is it a fourteen gonna do it? Uh, fourteen will. Yes, will do it. Oh, cool. Okay, so some damage. Thirteen damage. Thirteen damage. Yes, Sounds sir. good, guys. I just learned something that I should have shouldn't have forgotten as a DM. Uh, a little ditty called Pack Tactics, so prepare for maybe a little worse of a time in the upcoming round. Mm-hmm. Um, but you take two stabs at this wolf, two stabs directly at it, one in the shoulder, one in its belly as it turns, and this wolf is now bleeding on the ground in front of you, but it yet lives. Nice. Um, I think I'm going to use my... I'm Yeah, I'm going to use my second wind, and... Uh, you can use a bonus action to regain hit points equal to 1d10 plus your fighter level. So, what level are we? Are we level 7? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, 7. That's so what I heard last. <laughs> the, I'm going to d10 that. Okay, here's a 10. Okay. That is a 7 plus 7, so 14. 
So I get some nice. 14 health back. Solid heals. Okay, that'll do. And other than that, I'm just, uh, just hanging out, doing my thing. All right, it is the zombies' turns. Uh, so zombie one and zombie two are going to do their best to try to attack you, Mr. Reginald. Go for uh, it. Will a 12 hit? Negative, sir. What about a 14? Zing, right over the head. What about a 10? Nope. What about a 7? Devastatingly, no. All right, so you are able to... I love the idea that just zombies can't hurt you. <laughs> like they're just based on my dice, like you're impervious to zombies. So you're able to use your shield and your spear to bonk those zombies away, and they are unable to harm or attack you. Uh, zombie number three is going to try to. It felt the movement of you going by Jericho. It's going to try to fall towards you with its mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, yeah, my, Nat twenty. My, you gotta be right. No, my dice bounced off and landed diagonally. So. That's probably well, a 13, well, a 13 hit. Sorry, sir. No, it will not. So you turn back to see this zombie trying to sniff you out and just on one leg going as it takes a bite out of the ground <laughs> like right in front of you. There's, it can't stop itself. It just falls directly into the ground. Um, and it's you know doing its best to kick its way towards you. So that zombie is straight up prone. Um, that is very sad. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty pretty this. ridiculous. This Ta- is yeah. zombie number three's world now. Tactically, these are maybe not the maybe not your priority. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then zombie number four is going to finally make its way down here to join into the battle, and it's going to try its best to um, to attack you, Dermon. But it's got to roll a wisdom saving throw. And it actually, believe it or not, <laughs> rolls rolls a seventeen for its wisdom saving throw. He saved. Congratulations, Mister Zombie! Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Uh, he still takes ten damage. How many? Ten. All right, he still takes ten damage. So even still, he kind of gets fried on the way in. But they're, these zombies, despite having loose limbs, are pretty uh pretty resilient um so that being the case the zombies turns are now through so it's wolf turn now uh wolf two and three are going to continue trying to work on you reginald and because they have a thing called pack tactics they're going to get advantage on their attack rolls bring it i'm sure if we get actually like one day Many people are listening to this podcast in retrospect, like, oh, let's go let's go back through their first playthrough of Curse of Strahd back before they got millions of followers. <laughs> oh, I can't even say it without laughing. But a thousand followers. Yeah, maybe a thousand. But they'll be like, uh he's such a bad DM, we'll have pack tactics. <laughs> anyway. Uh yep, so that's a Nat 20 on one roll. Nah, it doesn't um, hit. <laughs> oh Bowie. So the natural twenty we will roll damage on a bite. Uh two D six plus. Suddenly glad I did that second win on the last go round. Yeah. So he's gonna do eleven damage on you. Okay. Uh and sadly enough, I need you to roll a strength saving throw. Ooh. I could do that. That is a 
critical fail. It's it's a one. You, I got a plus eight, but it's a one. So it bounced into you and took a bite out of one of your pectorals and knocks you prone on the ground. Reginald, oh. you are now on your back on the ground. My meats. Oh. Your pec meats. Mm. All right. That leaves Wolfram Tinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll give you a second if you're driving or doing some other task to laugh at that. That was really good. You guys just enjoy that peck tactic. I mean, you don't have to. You should. There's a lot of talent on this podcast. <laughs> There's a lot of talent on this show. All right. Um, wolf number three is going to do the same thing. He's going to try to bite at you. Uh, no crits on this one, but will a unnatural 20 hit? Yes. All right. Um, oh, boy. Reginald, another 11 damage for you, buddy. Mm. He takes a big old bite out of you. Juicy. You go for the other pick? What's happening here? Um, This time, he just got a piece of your bicep. Mm. Okay. As you're scrambling to try to get a block in, getting knocked down like that, it's hard to get your footing back, obviously. Uh, Dermot, is it time for my wisdom rolls? Uh, Yep, for one, four, and five, indeed. Okay. They rolled... Um, a seven? That is not going to do it. Give me the damage. Um, 21 damage. Whoo, baby. 21 damage on Wolf Numero Uno. So that damage, what kind of damage do these Spirit Guardians do? Um, What does it look like? It is radiant, and it's like light that sears your flesh gotcha holy light that cooks oh my gosh Dermon, these these wolves agents of darkness that they are are completely caught off guard by this this radiant damage and they were unprepared and and un unresilient against it these three wolves are fried before your very eyes. Heck yeah. The three of them are fried up and die right before you. Man, what a spell. Dang. Oh. When you're dealing with dumb enemies, yeah. uh, those those three yeah, wolves sizzle with radiant energy directly before you right there on the ground. Um, that is nice. Yeah, that True. was good. Mm. But the same right, so, still the Zambi is currently still kicking because it's not his turn to roll for that yet. <laughs> All right, those wolves, those wolves are gone. Um, that means it is Jericho's turn. Sweet. Uh, I guess I need to just let Zombie Three go to the wayside. I'm gonna chop at him <laughs> with my sword, Keith. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's a 18 to hit. 18. You're hit chopping at the wolf? No, the zombie on the ground. I'm just Oh, the zombie on the ground? Yeah, you get advantage on that chop, by the way. I get advantage because I'm invisible. Unless I get double advantage. But yeah, definitely you'll hit. That, that, of course, that advantage was just to make sure whether you got a crit or not. So. Okay. Yeah, I rolled twice. I did not. Um, I did do nine damage though. Nine damage is exactly, wait, 
nine damage is over what you need. So instead of slashing, I picture you toss the sword in the air, grab it by its hilt with the blade facing down, and stab the blade into the zombie's head on the ground, its body lifeless on the end of your blade as you rip it out. Nice. Poor guy. Also, his other leg fell off. Yep. Yep. (laughs) He just shot off backwards, just shooting into the forest. (laughs) (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) Alright, I'm going to go for wolf three with my second attack. Wolf number three, take him out. Give him the, uh, oh. Will a 15 hit? A 15 will hit. And he will take the sneak attack damages. So that is 10 damage total. Alright, 10 damage total. You go and slash down the back of this wolf as you walk up to him. This wolf has already been stabbed twice in the abdomen with a spear. You're slashing down its back. This wolf is bleeding profusely. It's barely standing up as it continues to try to bite at Reginald. Um, I guess bonus action offhand weapon. I'll use my crossbow. Just shoot okay. a regular at him. Go ahead. Fiery, flamey one. Sure. That's a uh, nine damage. Uh, did you roll to hit? Oh, I did not. That's a 26 to hit. Of course, that'll hit. And you did 9 damage? This this arrow is Sans Fire? Correct. Okay. Yeah, so let's, let's do a cool legless image here. You run up, of course, invisible... But uh, you run up to this wolf. It's attacking Reginald, your buddy, your your compadre. You run up, slice down its back, opening its back with blood pouring out. And then you take a step into the slice that you just made with your left foot pressing up right above its head, pulling out your crossbow and putting a bolt directly in the base of its skull as it... Its head lands on Reginald's chest, blood leaking out of its face, uh, and yeah, uh, you know it's dead. I almost <laughs> wish I had done crossbow only on that one, because then I could have just—I'm invisible, so you would hear clunk, and then it hits <laughs> like yeah. with a meaty thump into its side. Oh, it was meaty. Mm, but so now meaty. there's a. There's a dead wolf on Reginald's chest and uh, Jericho's weight pushing it down. Nice. I feel comforted. Also, if you guys would rather me not like make up cool cinematic kills for you, I don't have to, but you, I'm just picturing these things. Uh, yeah, you gotta do your thing. This is your, your crafted world. Combat is monotonous without the cool death scenes. Yep. Okay, gotcha. You don't have to well, do everyone if you don't want to, but just like the fatalities, you gotta do it. K.O. Yeah. If, I, if I have an idea, I'll, I'm telling it to you. Cool. Um, and with my movement speed, I'm going to round about that Z2 and get behind W2 and face towards Reginald. That's <laughs> All right. Sounds good. So we can spit roast them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dermon, <laughs> it's your turn. Hey. Um, I'm going to use my spear to attack at zombie number four. Okay. Uh, that's a natural 20 to hit, my man. A Poor natural guy. 20. Yeah, that'll do it. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Dermon has just been a meat grinder this episode. I know. He Dermon blocks, has, he blocks I feel, it. 
I feel like at a certain point, you guys are like, Dermon, are you sure you can hold the gate? And he was like, yeah, I guess so. And then he just mows everybody down. One hand um, in this whole thing. He is Juice. going to take the whopping 15 damage. Okay. Um, 15 damage to the zombie? Yeah. Uh, let me see what I can do. I don't. I gotta. All right. The spear stabs him in uh in his right arm and removes his right shoulder and arm, and it falls to the ground. Heck yeah! Uh, and then I'm going to attack zombie number one with the cantrip uh sacred flame. So he's going to need to make a dexterity saving throw as flame descends upon him. Dang! If you guys want to save something. Try being a zombie. Uh, dexterity save. He did. It was only a fourteen because he's got a minus. But um, well, that is my spell save DC. So meets it beats it has been our rule, I think, for this show. Meets um, it beats. beats so meet. we'll if, if he if he meets the beat, he beats the meat, baby. That's how it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which is a which is a crying shame for this poor zombie's meat. I'm sure eventually, eventually, <laughs> Dermot never forgets. It was summarily. um yeah that's what i'm gonna do then all right so flame flame descends a little bit on this zombie but it's able to waddle out of the way and radiant flame hits beside him but uh does not uh you know kill Uh, that means it is kreskov's turn hey and Kreskov then now turns to Dermon as his his quarry is now destroyed <laughs> right there. His adversary, he says, I'm going to have to learn how to do that myself. <clears throat> and he goes towards the zombie and attacks the zombie with a bloody two. God, <laughs> I'm trying to make you look cool, Baron Kreskov, but no, you're not. <laughs> you're not cool. <laughs> Uh, he goes to swing at the zombie, and the the sword seems to be a little bit too heavy for his older age. It seems he hasn't swung it in a while. He's been behind those walls too long, and he swings at the zombie, but just misses wide right as his sword goes, uh, you know, shifting into the dirt. Is this uh, a Reginald, imposing man, or is he kind of is he gone to chunk after living he's kind, inside the walls? <laughs> yeah, he's kind of he's kind of gone. He's kind of gone to chunk. Okay. He's kind of gone to chunk. Just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, just a, he just a little chunk. chunk. Side. Join me on the chunk side. All right, Reginald, it's your turn, buddy boy. Okay. All right. I am prone. I am not often prone. What yeah. are my options here? Like, if I get up. That's I, your movement speed. That's half your movement speed. Oh, that's it? I believe so. But I've still got my actions. Or does I take the action to get up? And does he need no, to, I think to remove the wolf cor- corpse from him? No, we won't make him roll to do that. No strength um, check, anything? No, I think being, I think let's I'll, let's Google it. I think it'll be helpful to Google it. Okay. Uh, do I have disadvantage while I'm on the ground? You do have disadvantage. Conditions: D and D five e. Blinded, charmed, deafened, grappled, incapacitated, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone. The prone creature's only movement option is to crawl unless it stands up and thereby ends the condition. The creature has disadvantage on attack rolls. An attack roll against the creature has advantage if the attacker is within five feet of the creature. Otherwise, the attacker, the attack roll has disadvantage. Yeah, that was always um, weird. Yeah. So, so I guess like if you... Speed. 
Yep. Cool. Exactly. I'm hopping right up. I'm extruding myself from under a under a big old dead wolf. Okay. And I don't really need to move anywhere. I'm just going to spear towards wolf number two. All right. You go for it, buddy. All right. That is a 22 to hit. That will hit for sure. And 11 damage to his face. Sorry, real quick. Um, 11 damage to the wolf's face. This is wolf numero which? Number doso. The only one right there. Wolf numero dos. Right, sorry, the other one's dead. Ooh, wolf, he hasn't been harmed before. Wolf mm-hmm. numero dos with the spear right. to the face is going to take that damage right to the face. All right, so I'm going to take that same spear. I'm going to see if I can kind of shove it towards uh, more of his face with a 12. Is that going to hit? A 12 actually will not hit. Mm, it was worth a shot. Yep. <clears throat> and that's all I got. That's that's what I'm doing. I'm back on my feet. I'm standing next to the dead wolf, um, facing the other one zombie on either side, shield ready. All right. Um, and I still have zombies- no clue where Jericho went, right? Yeah, correct. Uh, You're smart enough to know that uh, he he knocked that wolf down, I'm sure. Um, There's a crossbow bolt in it when you moved it away. But other than that, of course, you do not know. These zombies aren't smart enough to look for Jericho. So he's going to, they're going to roll to try to attack you. Um, Will a 15 hit you at all? It meets it. I think uh, it goes to the attack. Sorry, Reginald, not Jericho. Which one was it? 15? That's a big no, sir. All right. Other one's going to try to attack at you. What about a daggum 22? Will they finally get to bite you? Barely grazed me, yeah. All right. The the zombie is going to get in a bite on you. Um, not too much to, not too much jaw strength to worry about. Just just two you, damage. You toy tonight. I'm gonna, yeah, two damage from that zombie you've taken. Two? Yep. It leans in and nibbles you. You're not to be trifled with after you stand up. Um, chicka chicka bumbo. What's going to happen next? <laughs> it is zombie number four's turn. Zombie number four, who yet lives, is going to have to roll. Uh, Zenus, is your spell still active? Oh, yeah. It's active for 100 rounds of combat, eh? Okay. Well, we're getting <laughs> uh, he, he rolls a 13. He don't save. The fool. All right. Kill him. Kill him dead. Well, he takes 16 damage. He does not survive it. He fries in the in the French fry light of your radiant damage. Excellent. And the zombie slumps before you. Is that what That's a holy cr- radiant light looks like? Is that like the buffet lights? Yep. That's how I feel. In, in Barovia, yes. Being on this keto diet, the holy light is the light of any light that's near food. Ah, I can understand that. Um, okay, so zombie number four has perished. Zombie number three, of course, has perished. That means the only thing left are are the kerfluffle over there beside Reginald and Jericho. That means it's the wolf's turn. The wolf is going to continue trying to attack Jer- uh, Reginald. Um, it still has pack tactics, so it's going to get two rolls. 
uh, its greatest rule was a 13. Yep, not going to do it. Fool me once, shame on me. You, fool me twice, shame on me. Reginald is not here to be fooled, so he uses his shield to take the brunt of that wolf bite as it comes in, making it Jericho's turn again. Yay! Um... Yeah, I guess I'll go for... I killed a zombie, I guess I'll go for a wolf now. Okay, you alright, you killed a wolf. The last thing you did was kill a wolf. What? Oh, yeah, 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 I did. I forgot to do that in one turn. Do you forget me so quickly? I do. Uh, <laughs> Who's that? So, I'm still gonna go for W2. Alright, let her rip. Hey, that's a 21 to hit. Uh, that'll definitely hit. I chop him with a one plus four is five plus sneak attack damages. Oh, uh, eleven total. Ooh. Okay. How he look? So you slice him that way. He looks a little bit less than half as good as he started. Um, and you put a couple slices down his rib cage to open him up and make him bleed some. Extra attack. Okay. That's a 23 to hit. That will definitely hit. That's a 8 damage. Uh, okay. Cool. He yet remains alive. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Alright, so you slice him open wolf bleeding. So yeah. Wolf bleeding all over the place. Uh, Dermon, it is your turn again. Um, I'm... I am going to send. I'm going to send the spear forward twenty feet, um, but I don't. I don't think that's going to make it to where they are. Okay. Um. Um. No, it will not. Okay. So I'm going to cast um, guiding bolt at. Zombie number one. Guiding bolt it. Let it rip. All right. Let me get back to my okinators. Zombie one number one also. Well, that's, uh, a, that's a nap 20 right there. You nailed it. So, Zoom. yeah. Um, F that guy. You know, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have dodged that radiant flame. I told you, you never, he'd ne- you never forget. That's all I'm going to say about it. Good lord, what are these rolls? Don't you double the damage on a critical hit? Yeah. Do you do it with spells? I mean, let me find out. Because if not, then... If not, he's still going to take a lot of damage. Oh, no, I believe you. Part of me wants to think you don't do that on spells. Maybe. We'll find out. Are you Googling? Yeah. I will trust your Googling. Yeah, I would think it would. I don't know. I feel like we've walked this path before, maybe in other podcasts I've listened to, where there's like some there's something fishy with spells. With uh, a critical hit with a sword, you could hit like a specific spot, but 
a critical hit with a spell, I mean, a fireball that engulfs an entire person can't really hit a specific spot. Uh, all specific spots. Can you crit with a spell? Maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, everything is... Everything is saying yes. That I have found. Yeah, there you yep, that's what it looks like. Yep. Okay, yep, sounds so, good. Um Sorry to derail us like that. No. You're fine. These are crucial things to know. Alright, so he's gonna take forty two damage. He's dead. Okay. <laughs> you you guiding bolt right over there to his to his little pea brain head and explode a uh, explode his zombie head and zombie entrails just land on over everybody over there. I would like to point out that guiding bolt has been the deadliest spell that German has used because it killed a burgomaster and now it is sniper shot at uh, zombie. <laughs> I know it. Golly. You've been hiding some damn hiding some DPS in your pants. Apparently. How'd your spear get out there? Was that attached to the guiding bolt? So you sending it that way. Yeah, you can you can move it twenty feet per turn. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so that zombie is dead. There are only two enemies left, or so you think, because as Master Kreskov begins to grab his sword and Hold up, hold his, uh, you know, hold his sword at the ready, wondering what else may come. On the horizon, a little bit, Reginald, you will, you will notice this, uh, you will notice this, this particular creature. It is the, the old, wait, what is that? The old black wolf <laughs> oh. from the beginning of the story. Oh, no. Does it have a the horn? <laughs> That's his ears. Honestly, that looks like one of the Futurama characters. What impressive chin. Oh, I got the hiccups. The face yeah. reminds me of like <laughs> the games, like Castle Crashers and stuff. I'll post yeah. if you want to. If you want to see this chat, I'll post it. I'll post it to yes, the Discord. Put it in the bad drawing. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll post this to the Discord eventually. Just to say, I am intimidated. Anyway, I'm gonna erase that so you don't I'll be unintimidated <laughs> because <laughs> because you should you should be intimidated. Anyway, uh, oh, a, a wolf, a wolf twice the size of the other ones and jet black, seeming to be well groomed and confident, is slowly walking towards uh, the combat that is currently happening at the end of this turn. And Reginald, it is now your turn. All right, and I see I see it. All right, even knowing that I've got a wolf and a zombie about to climb up in my face, I'm going to try my darndest to chuck an alchemist fire towards this new wolf. Okay, let's, this is a 1, 2, all right, so 10, 
20, 30, 40, about a 50 foot toss. Um, so it sounds good. You just, you're going to have to really eat it over there. Is that a strength or an athletic? Cause I don't throw that, many things. It'd be a range spell or a, or a ranged attack. So it'd be a dexterity, add your dexterity modifier. Okay. Nah, it's going to be a five. So you, you're, you try to toss, I mean, you're, you've got a shield up on the left hand. You try to pull an alchemist fire, continue holding onto your spear and chunk it over there. But the alchemist fire only makes it about 25 feet and shatters on the ground. And so now all that you have is a really cool looking ring of fire that this wolf is walking towards and it being lit by as smoke rises into the sky. All right. Um, Reginald is like visibly affected by this. Like this, this was like his nemesis not too long ago, like actually in game time, not too long ago. So he is recently only just now getting over this, but it's back and he's like a little bit, a little bit freaked out. So, okay. Yeah. Boys, it's, it's back. The wolf is back from before we just got in here. Don't, don't freak out, Reginald. You can't see me, so that just kind of came out of nowhere for you. Right. It sounds like it came out of either the zombie or the wolf, either <laughs> one, because they're between us. Use the force, Reginald. <laughs> You're not the same orc you were when you met him the first time. Right, right. We we've got to we've got to deal with this. We've got to take it out. Don't don't think of it as dangerous. Think of it as adventurous. He's not thinking of anything, but when he hears that, he goes. Adventurous? I was born for adventure! <laughs> I want to take my spear and jab it towards the wolf, which is still remaining. Okay. Uh, so that'll be your other attack? Yes, sir. Alright. Uh, roll that damage. Alright. That is a <laughs> good fail. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my I'm gonna use my action surge to get one back, though. Okay. 17 to hit. That'll definitely hit him. Yeah, you could have used. Uh, you have a point of inspiration for your uh, door comment. I do. I do, don't I? Yeah. Hey, all right. That might come up later. So, uh, eight damage on that bad boy. So that spear, that spear hit is enough to your fear or or uh, or determination pushed on by this wolf nemesis coming up is enough to give your 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 triceps enough oomph and your your chest enough even though you're missing some pectoral muscle to jam that spear directly through the sternum of the wolf and shish kebab that thing directly into its heart and as you pull the spear out the wolf's heart remains on the end of it nice that's unrealistic but cool <laughs> i'm going for it it's not unrealistic for an enraged reginald this is my world, Jericho. <clears throat> now, now that all this has transpired, I've, I've got this this wolf's heart on the end of my spear, and I'm just looking over with adventure in the eye towards this my nemesis wolf. Nice. The nemesis wolf is unfazed. For now, I mean. Right. All right. Uh, wolf two is dead. That means it's zombie number two's turn. Shoot, I made mistakes. Has Nemesis Wolf rolled in the initiative? Uh, yes, he's going at the end. Okay. 
She's kind of checking things out right now. Um, zombie number two uh, is going to. Has it has it been attacked by Jericho yet? Uh, no, I have not attacked Z two. All right, so Z two is going to try to attack you there, Reginald, and it's going to roll a dang. It's going to roll a twenty one for a bite. And it's going to roll a sixteen for a claw. What do you? What are those? I know twenty one will hit. I'm going to do two damage on the bite. Will a sixteen hit, Reginald? Oh, um, no. I thought. Sorry, I thought you were saying Jericho. No, eighteen is my my uh, AC. Okay, so you'll do two. You'll get two damage from the bite because you rolled a twenty one on that bite. Oh. Okay. So it I goes to out. bite you. Likely with, as its last living act, it goes to bite you, depending upon what Jericho will now do with his turn. I will do the only thing I can do, I guess, and attack that zombie. All right, let her rip. That's a 24 to hit. Oh, that'll definitely hit. That's... 14 damage. That'll definitely kill this zombie. So at the very end, Reginald jams a spear into the chest of the wolf and pulls out its heart, and the zombie that was stranding directly to the left to it, the last thing you see uh, as the moon as the moonlight glows over this f- grassy field now covered in the blood of you, your, you and your enemies, Reginald, you looked briefly just to the zombie and see... Jericho's sword come through the abdomen and up right in front of its face and then come back down and the zombie falls limp to the ground. Nice. Um, now it is the uh, it is Derman's turn. The Derman. No, unless Jericho, you're not done. Sorry. Huh? Uh, I'm done. There's nothing else to do, I don't think. Okay. Uh, no, I'll move over to Reginald. All right. You move to Reginald. Ba-da. Hey, but I still can't see you. Correct. Can I smell you? Um, I'm going to... Hey, Reginald, be careful with your spear. I'm right beside you. Uh, right, right. We, look, we got to get that last one over there. We've got to. Uh, maybe we should wait till we regroup. That one looks a little bit... Uh, a little juicier than the rest of them did. You know, I I rushed in last time. I, I met this wolf. That's, that's what got that's what got me in a bind in the first place. I think you might be right. We we might better do this as a team. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I want to put a hand on Reginald's shoulder just so he knows definitively where I am. Okay. Oh, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dermon, your turn, buddy. Ru. Um, I assume we all see the wolf now. Yes. Okay. Um, I say to Kresk, Kresk, perhaps you had better get inside and flip that switch. I don't think we need you out here for this, and it'd be best if we had this door closed. We'll need someone on the inside to open it once we're done here. I got the utmost confidence in you. You got it. He turns around and heads back into the doorway. Nice. Um, how far away is that wolf? That was one, two, three. So confident he won't post archers on top of the wall. 
to help out. Um, that's pretty confident. This all happened pretty quickly. Everybody up there currently has some spears. They're not normally prepared for this kind of thing. Spears are ranged weapons, I'm just saying. How far away is Mr. Wolf from myself? He is 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, about, about 70 feet, I guess, ish. Alright, um, can you see my little, my little doodab? Let's see, one, two. Your doodad. I can't see your I can't see your pointer. Oh, um, well, shoot. Uh, basically, like, f- I want to move, like, 40 feet kind of toward him. Okay. Um, yeah, that'd work. That'd be fine. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my spear follow me. Um, I'm gonna have my spear come up at 20 feet as well. Um, as much as, as close as it can, anyway. Um, and then from that distance, I'm, I guess I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna cast. Dermon's feeling, he's, he's riding the high right now. We'll see, we'll see how long lived that is, though. Um, I'm gonna cast, uh, Sacred Flame at the Wolf. Alrighty. So he's gonna make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. He rolled a 17. He save. Ooh. He can be quite dextrous. Dextrous. So the sacred flame appears and begins to come down, and the wolf almost effortlessly steps to the side and gets out of the way of it. Well, that is interesting. That's all I'm going to do. Okay. The wolf is going to use his turn to make his way kind of in between all of you. But he's headed. He's headed kind of more so to Reginald, almost as if. Uh, let's see what, ten, twenty, thirty. Oh, he can get. He can get all the way to you with this turn, Reggie. He's heading all the I way there. Pleased and alarmed by that. But he comes in sl- relatively slowly and confidently, and he walks up to you. Uh, and everybody can roll a perception check here, real quick. Okay. While I roll my perception. Um, I killed that last wolf with the blood spear, so I totally forgot about it till now. I gained two d six extra healthiness. Cool. So that's a uh, two two. So oh have- yeah. So when you stab it in the heart, the you can feel the you can see the blood leaking out of the heart and down the blade and the point of the spear, and you know almost like spider webs down the handle as it gets to your hand, and you can feel the vitality of the wolf's blood bringing your health back. Nice. The perception on my end is a 20, not natural. Nice. I have the same as well for that. Nice. I got a 12. Okay. Uh, so in the, well, you're right there, Jericho. It's really more for Dermon to make sure he saw it. But you can see as the wolf walked by Dermon and then the other two of you as the wolf stands there towering kind of, kind of above you. Um, in its mouth, it holds a, an envelope which contains possibly a piece of parchment. Or a letter. Or a letter. Okay. And it, it lowers it to... combat or in combat? Um, it does not... It's, it's aggression. Whatever aggression it had earlier seems to have left it. It does not look like a kindly wolf. This is not a Disney Snow White wolf. This wolf obviously is 
of evil ilk, but it is seems to be here to hand you a piece of paper rather than to hand you a butt whooping. Okay. Um, and it's my turn now, right? Yeah. So let's let's just call it. We're out of combat until something bad happens. All right. I have shield ready. I have spear pointed directly at this thing's face. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Jericho, is that a, is it, what kind of adventure is this? What's, what's going on here? Um, man, I wasn't really expecting this either. Maybe, right. Maybe the note has something adventurous in it. I want to cautiously approach this creature. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to, mm, I'm going to, I'm going to stick my spear in the ground. I'm going to keep my shield, but I'm going to, I'm going to walk towards this thing and try to grab the, uh, I'm going to try to grab that envelope. Okay. Grab that envelope. I'm going to grab that thing. Roll to grab. Wait, yeah, am I doing right. it here? When you reach towards the wolf's uh, mouth, you grab the envelope uh from it and the wolf releases the letter and stares at you menacingly with expectation with expectation right. focused focused on the letter okay uh reginald i think he wants you to read it i'm not taking my eyes off this beast you read it i want to pass it back towards jericho Dermot, what are you doing? Are you moving over to the group, or? Uh, yes, I'll be, I'll be doing that. Um, I'll remain at, like, a 20-foot distance, just because the spell is still active, but I imagine by this time my spear has disappeared. Okay. If you're out of combat, then yeah, my spear has probably disappeared. Gotcha. Alright, so you're kind of standing off watching this exchange occur. Yeah. Okay. Jericho, do you now have the letter? I'm taking a step back and just, I'm not turning away from the wolf. I'm just handing Jericho the letter and I'm grabbing my spear back again. Okay. As you take a step back, the wolf steps towards you as if in a uh, showing you who's boss kind of stature, like staring you down, getting, getting close up in your grill while you grab that spear, not really looking at the letter anymore. Presents its intact pectorals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, spear still still pointed right at this dude, but okay. I'm not. I'm not taking a step back. I'm just. Yeah, I'm. I'm ready. Ready for anything. Gotcha. Jericho, are you reading? Uh, yeah. If you'll right. send it to me, I can read it. Unless you want to read it. Um, I'll just tell you what it says, just to make it quicker. Um, on this piece of parchment and envelope, the seal of what you know to be the seal of uh, Castle Ravenloft, the seal of straw that you, you've seen at least once before, I believe. Um, uh, and the letter reads this. Uh, I'll read it, try to read it in Straw's voice. My friends, know that it is I who have brought you to this land, my home, and know that I alone can release you from it. I bid you dine at my castle so that we can meet in civilized surroundings. Your passage here will be a safe one. I await your arrival. Your host, 
Strad von Zarovic. I may have gotten the accent wrong, but I think that was pretty close to what he would say. <laughs> I think you did a wonderful job. Now, what what do we do with what do we do with this? I'm shaking my spear in the general direction of the uh, nemesis wolf. Gotcha. So the wolf now looks at Reginald again with a kind of menacing, angry look. It turns to uh, it turns to Jericho. And it turns the head back around to Derman, and then it turns around to not face you all anymore, and it runs back into the forest. Nary to be seen. Even though it has left my area, I'm not going to do any attacks or anything. I'm just hold that ground. Hold that ground. Spear shaking a little tiny bit. Okay. Well, you're out of combat, and you guys are free to react to this. Uh, apologies for how long that combat took. Didn't realize it was going to take like two hours. That was juicy. There was a lot of enemies in there too, so. For true. Uh, Reginald. Yeah. Um, totally unrelated to just what happened. Um, didn't you say that that guy you met in town, the one that was all laid up in bed, uh, Rickton, he mentioned yeah. something about uh, werewolves? Just out of character. I don't remember that part. I remember the saber-toothed tiger part. Uh, it wasn't, that wasn't what attacked him. He just said there's a lot of dangerous stuff out there, like the saber-toothed tiger, werewolves, uh, vampires, zombies, stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, he yeah, just, yeah, He okay. just gave a big list, and you said you, you told us everything he said. I did. I, you know, I think you're wrong. I think, you, I think I'll remember something back here. Do you think that a werewolf is just... A really big, dark-colored wolf by any chance? You know, you might be right. Do you think that would? Right? Do you think that was one? It seems a lot smarter than the rest of them. Well, should should we chase it down? I mean, you, you think it's you think it's going to hurt anybody here in town? No, uh, I think <clears throat> I think we know where it's going, and we've been invited. Cordially at that. Yeah, I don't know so much about the cordially. Um, let's uh, let's ring Dermot in on this one, and uh, we got to decide what we're gonna do. Are we uh, are we just gonna go over there, just all happy and rosy sunshine, and just walk right up to the door? Ah, uh, like you said, let's discuss that with Dermot. But as far as I'm concerned, he said that we'd have safe passage, so. Yeah. Starting to attack things that aren't attacking us isn't really my style. This what comes after the safe passage what bothers me. Darman. Hey Darman, we got this uh well we got some mail. Yeah, Damn, what say. Up everything. What is it? Hey, we got an invitation to the palace. To Castle Ravenloft? Yeah, apparently this uh, strong fellow wants to uh, get to know us. I don't know. He, just, he wants us to be there. We are, as he says, cordially invited. And if we come to meet with him at his establishment, we will not be harmed on our journey. 
Just on the journey, though, I bet when we get there, he'll have an army of undead waiting for us. See, now, Jericho, that's what I said. That's what I said right there. Well, there's a difference between attacking an opponent that's got nothing against you and attacking an undead horde. If we get there and there's an undead horde waiting to destroy us, we will fight back, uh, obviously. Right, right. Boys, personally, I don't see much much reason not to go. I can think of a hell of a lot of reasons not to go. No, no, hear, hear me out on this one, fellas. I, look, we want to get out of here. We're stuck here. It seems as though everyone is stuck here. We want to get out of this place, and I think this is the way to do it. You know, we're either going to get out of here by, by defeating this stroke fella, or we're going to do Die trying. I agree. We are here to do a job, and, well, we were here mostly to save Arena, but she's gone, and we don't know where, not really. We have suspicions, but nothing much. Reginald's what? pointing back towards the gate with his spear. She done sunk down in the pond back there. I mean, she's at the bottom of the thing. Reginald, you said something so intelligent not too long ago. I do have me. Uh, speaking of the pond back there, should we inform Kreskov of where we're going? He's kind of got a vested interest in our party. Yes, I I think he deserves to know, at least. Hey, look. He, he invited us there, right? Yeah. He didn't say go there immediately. Maybe as we can talk to this Kreskov fella and some of the other you know, acquaintances we've met along the way, they might be able to provide us with a little bit of, a little bit extra in our pocket to get the, get the job done. Maybe a healing potion here or there or something. Yes, maybe. And uh, if we wait until morning, I can make another trip to the Wizards of Wine and see if uh, Davian has anything for us. He said he'd help if we had a plan, but uh, our time for planning has kind of been taken from us. Uh, Dermon, you might want to see if there's anyone who can t- help you figure out how to get that armor started up. That would be a good idea. In between wolves and zombies, I've been mulling it over a bit, and I, I'm at a loss currently. We'll see. We'll see what we can do if we can find anyone. Perhaps Kresk would know. You're not a, at a complete loss. Remember, you you know it's probably a name. Um. Okay, so. Just to I, help you out. Sorry. No, do I? I. What's the name of that guy who? The wizard guy. <laughs> which which wizard guy? The wizard guy whose tower we were at. Ah yes, you re, you remember you were at the tower of Kazan. Okay. Wow. That's. It's an awful lot like Kazam. Uh, Just I uh, only say that because I've got Disney Plus and going through the movies, that one pops up a lot. That's the one with, uh, with Shaq, right? Yep, Mister Steel. Nice. I need to watch that. Um, but actually, I I might have an idea. Something I just remembered, and I want to make my way back to the wagon, to the armor. Okay. 
We got to cool. go that slow gate. Yep. So you guys got to go through the gate. Um, so you get to the gate. The gate is opening. Uh, and behind the gate is Mr. Kreskov. And he says, I, I didn't hear any combat noises out there. Did you take care of him? In a way, yes. Um, we were invited to meet with Strahd. Really? Yes. That can't be good. Mm, probably not, but that's okay. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But what if you cross a bridge that doesn't lead you back here within ten days? That is something to consider, definitely, but... I'll tell you, if I plan to get strong enough within ten days, I think the castle is my best bet. And you make a good point. If um, if you've got any, uh, maybe some health potions or things that might help to bring him back in one, or mostly one piece, it might benefit you in the long run. We don't have any uh, health potions or anything like that here. Like I said, we... We pretty much make a living to keep ourselves alive. That's about all. Um, but I'm sure there's any there's a number of places between here and there that might uh, could help you out. I'm sure. As he's kind of explaining, I'm just looking at Jericho and and Derman just shrugging like yeah, it was worth a shot. Yes. Now, if you excuse me, there's something I want to try before I forget. You two, you you three can keep talking. I will agree with whatever we decide. And I'm okay, making my way guys, toward the wagon. All right. Dermot is making his way towards the la- the wagon. And do you, any of you intend to continue talking to Mr. Kreskov? Um, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, we'll chat it up a little bit. Uh, Mr. Kreskov. Okay. Is, is there, uh, as, you, as Dermot said, we've been invited to the castle, but it's the middle of the night and that's quite far away. Is there any way we could just stay the night here? We have some friends we'd like to reach out to in the morning. Uh, absolutely, y'all are welcome to spend the night here. You can spend the night here with me and my wife. Uh, that That's per- perfectly fine with me. You've obviously, you've protected our city gates, which, quite frankly, now I don't assume that they were after Kresk at all. I assume they're probably after you. Either way, you're welcome to stay the night with us. You've earned it. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, mind you, it's not very comfortable. You know, we don't have a whole lot here, but it'll be a four walls and a roof for you to sleep, and we'll have a fire going to keep you warm. There's four more walls than I'm used to. He gives you a cool guy nod. <laughs> I like that cool guy nod. <laughs> I'm gonna give that man inspiration. <laughs> all right, he, he takes it. He go. He takes it. He walks all the way to Strahd's house and rolls to shoot in head with adva- with advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Nat twenty, Kreskov kills the devil. With Strahd. advantage, you roll twice. Get another Nat twenty. Two Nat twenties kills mm-hmm. him twice. All right, that's uh, that's all I wanted to secure. We can check in with the Derminator. Yep. All right, Derminator, you're at the wagon. I want to approach the armor and uh, say um, Kastan at it. 
because because uh, right. whatever his name is. So you reach you you get within the radius that the magic is applied, and you say the word Kazan, and when you say the word Kazan, the armor, nice and chromed up, tied to the back of a wagon, tied to the back of a wagon, pointing forward to adventure begins to stretch and groan its pieces moving together and and kind of grind and the armor begins to come alive and uh you can tell that it is trying a bit to push its way out of the rope and then it turns towards you uh Derman and he looks at you like all right um steady there I'll I'll cut these ropes for you if you Promise not to do anything drastic. When you say steady there, it stops moving as if to let you cut the ropes. I cut the ropes. All right. You cut the ropes and the armor flops onto the ground. Then it stands up and then walks over to you, looks at you, and stands at attention as if waiting for a command. Can you speak? Hmm. Right. Um, do you, what can you do? Um, it takes its arms and does like a muscle pose. Excellent. Excellent. I, that will come in handy. So, um, you can understand me, I suppose. That's good. I'm not quite sure what to do now, but um, follow me. And for the time okay. being, obey only my commands. If that is a command, you will obey. Uh, it it nods its head and uh, begins to not goose step, just walk soldier-like behind you. I casually stroll back up to the group. <laughs> you guys see Dermon scroll back up with an animated suit of armor behind him. Hey, Derman, what, how did you, wait, what, what'd you do here? I, I just, you know, I made a friend. As I want to do, time and again, you know. Now, Derman, I just offered a bed to you and all your friends. Am I gonna need a bed for that monstrosity as well? I honestly don't know. I don't think so. I, I turn to him and I say, do you sleep? Um, it shakes its head. No, you will not need to do that. Just a bed for the three of us, I think, would be good. You got it. Of course, you have earned it. Does the armor have a visible weapon? Uh, the armor does not currently have a visible weapon. Uh, hey, Damon, do you think we could, you know, kid out your new friend with some weaponry? That would be good. Um, I I turn to the armor. Can you draw? Like in the dirt? With your finger? Um, it kind of shrugs like, I'm not sure what's going on. I don't... Shakes his head. What weapon do you prefer? Um, it reaches out its hands... And it closes one fist and holds the other hand open, and it punches the other hand. So you prefer no weapon, then? Just your fists? 
It nods. All right. That's for me, I suppose. Uh, quick side note: my roommates just got back, so it may be uh, there may be some noise in the background. Gotcha. No worries. I hear some kind of ticking, like creaking yeah. noise. Oh, that might be my fan. Hang on. Um, that's that's kind of all. Yeah, I'm, I don't really have anything else to do. Um, yeah, that's fine. Currently, so that's yeah, fine. I'm. I'll mute the mic and take care of that really quick. Cool. Okay. Reginald is just kind of slack jawed through this whole thing. Like he tries, he's tried everything he could think of. He smashed things into it. He smashed it into things, and nothing, <laughs> nothing was doing the trick. So, um, the good thing is he'll be able to get his his nice, neat rope back that he purposefully tied so that nobody would have to cut it. Right. <laughs> Go. He's going back to the wagon, realizing now that. This rope was it has been not needed, and it can now be returned safely to its pack of origin. In two pieces. Probably a lot of pieces if you just cut it. So I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, so do you guys have anything else you want to do with Kreskov and his wife or anything like that, or do you want to go and, and bed down for the night? Uh, I would like to be on autopilot for taking a long rest. I got to go throw my comforter in the dryer or I will have nothing to sleep with tonight. If <laughs> okay. Take a break. I would, I would also like to go straight on through to that dare long rest. All right. You guys go and you lay down and, and take a, take a long rest at Kreskov's house. He has a wonderful dinner planned for or wonderful dinner. He has bread and, and some pork seasoned and roasted for you all to eat. You all are able to have a nice bite to eat. Uh, the beds that he provides you are not particularly comfortable. They're actually the beds that his children used to sleep in, smallish twin beds, uh, and the the animated armor stands guard by the door during the night while you guys all take a long snooze to take your rest. And we'll deal with it later, but we're going to call it a, a level-up time this mm. this evening. As you know, exploring and all kinds of stuff, we'll call it a good time to level up. I could get behind that. And me as well. Hey, I too can get behind that. We haven't leveled up since like what September something. We haven't really played uh, since. Yeah, then. it's been a long time. Yeah. So what would it, so a, as a as a nice little DM gift there? Are we are we gonna level up like eight times or something, or just, is it just the once? Oh, uh, just the ones. <laughs> just you the can't one blame a man for trying. No, you can't. You can't fault a man for making an effort at trying to steal a couple of levels. I, I, I certainly can't. If you give me two more, I can save that man's son. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. This is like right one now. of those commercials you see on TV for only two more levels. <laughs> you too could save the life of a child. Zenas, you try to go. You try to appeal to my humanity to save the young man's son, but who do you think killed him? What? Um, no. It was me. I killed him. I killed him and everyone else you've ever seen die. I mean, I guess that's true. It's true. Now we're just waiting for Bryce to get back. Yeah, he's just tossing that thing in the dryer. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So I am... Goodness, guys. I am happy that we got some combat in 
Um, Me too. I kind of I kind of forgot a couple steps there, but I mean, after a couple turns, it was coming back. Old hat. Yep. My uh, my plan was not to have that go on so long, but man, it just it it it's it's one. Th- I guess I, I, I as a DM, it's something com- balancing combat for time for a podcast is one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do, and I almost always fail. So if you're a listener, if you're on Twitch, if you're anywhere, we appreciate you for hanging out with us and and watching the show. We're listening to the show, and our goal is to always make this show better. So any kind of feedback we can get, or just you know, knowing you're out there watching or listening in some way, shape, or form is really good. Tef is out there to listen. He's a sweet, he's a sweet man. There you go, loyal subscriber, loyal follower. An enjoyer of almost all things that I make, which is rare. So I can appreciate that. Um, yeah, we hope you enjoyed the show. And if you didn't, we hope you did anyway. Pardon, Mark. Mark also enjoys. I also enjoys the show. Appreciate you. I appreciate it. Um, can we ask Edward- our dear listeners if there is a name for this armor? Because we just can't keep calling it that armor over there. Yeah, whoa! Tef just gifted a sub. Whoo! Tef just gifted a sub to uh, to Hail Powers. Hey. Appreciate that. Appreciate that subscription gift, my man. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, thank you, thank you so much. As we as we do a little bit of stalling. Speaking of the name, yeah, chat. If you would like to name this armor. We'll consider it. <laughs> I never give ultimate naming power to Chet because many times it goes awry. Uh, pretty, pretty humorous story. And it went to hell, which was randomly chosen. That's actually really funny. Um, humorous story from our last Pokemon stream, guys. So you know how there are legendary Pokemon in Pokemon games? Yeah. Yes. So Will and I together are playing Pokemon Fire Red. The legendary Pokemon available in that in that game is Zapdos, the electric bird Pokemon. Uh, as part of the channel point rewards, there's you can pay to name a Pokemon. And would you like uh, to guess what I won't let you guess because you will never guess what we named the legendary Pokemon, the most powerful Pokemon we've ever caught. Uh, chat named it milk bag three. (laughs) (laughs) So just to let you know how letting chat name things can go. And yes, Mark is here too. And we love Mark. I love Mark so much because Mark revealed to me that he liked dungeon boys in a time where I thought no one did. So I thank you for that. All right, so Bryce is back. You've all had a good night's rest. Everybody's going to get to go to level eight. Don't have to deal with that now, um, but you are going to get to lo- go to level eight when we're done with the show. You wake up. The day is the day is nigh. Kreskov thanks you for your your help. Thanks you for everything that you've done. But he does, um, you know, he has bare any things to do, and he he's really kind of a little bit afraid that you guys are going to lead ruffians to come back in here and harm his townsfolk so he's he appreciates your help and he is glad to give you hospitality but he hopes to kind of usher you on your way pretty quickly this morning as uh he fears for the safety of his town but you can't stay here exactly all right so are we back in 
Yeah, you're good. Play it up. Cool. So have we have we just left the Chris was Kreskov abode and he has slammed the door upon us, or are we still in like the hey we'll catch you later kind of thing? Um, you've just left his home and he's kind of waved you off and told you goodbye. I I just tried to kind of skip talking to him about anything unnecessary. If you guys want to speak to him, you're completely welcome to. Nice. Um, hey fellas. Um. You mentioned, Jericho, you in particular mentioned about going to the uh, Wizard of Wine. Is it, uh, we, we need to stop by there on the way. Um, Is that on our way? I want to check them out. Uh, it's a bit out of the way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you want me to fly over there and see what can be done and fly back? Or would you prefer... All of us take a detour that direction. As you're speaking about this, where are you guys at location-wise? Are you are you picturing yourself already out of the gate and back on the road, or? Yeah, I I want to just get go ahead and get in the uh, wagon and step, start heading down the road. Like the gate okay. is closing behind us. Yeah. Yeah, is that cool with you, Dermon? Yeah, that's fine. I want to be um, studying the armor, just trying to learn as much as, as I can about it. Um, in this time, so if you want me to like roll Arcana or whatever, I'll do it. Uh, I'll, I'll by the time you're done, we'll we'll say, yeah, we'll just say you've studied it Arcana wise, and I'll tell you how it works. Excellent. I could see um, like one of them little hammers for checking reflex that the doctor has just back there, <laughs> you know, tapping on this little thing. But it, but it, while it hits and the chicken goes flying through the the door. <laughs> oh yeah, you do still have that chicken. The chicken is crucial. Yes, it, it sounds is. like something's about to happen, but uh, if nothing was about to happen, I would have started making um, my little fire arrow things again on the trip. Something was about to happen. So as you guys were discussing needing to go visit the Wizard of Wines, a single raven lands on the roof of the wagon and then hops down to the seat. Presumably everyone is inside the wagon besides Reginald who is driving. I am doing the drive. Jericho, were you inside the wagon or out on the seat? I'm inside the wagon. I would have been inside to work on the area. All right. Yeah. So a raven lands on the seat and transforming into a human being, someone you recognize from uh, the Wizard of Wines. Uh, if you'll just remind me of the guy's name that you helped hang around with. Davian? Um, not Davian, not the old guy's son. Elvir? Elvir. Elvir. Elvir lands, excuse me, sorry guys, I just didn't have his name written down. Elvir lands on the seat beside you and turns into a a human man and he says, Well, hello, friends, how do you do? He landed inside or outside? Outside, right beside you, Reginald. Hi, Elvir. We was just on the way to, uh, to go and see you. What are you doing here? Is that Elvir out there? Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. It's Elvir. It's good to see you all. I see you all are riding in style. Uh, here's the thing. We typically almost always hear the things that you say, because like whenever you destroyed a tower and almost killed yourselves and we had to save you, we like to keep an eye on you, make sure everything's going okay. Uh, we don't like to lose members of the, uh, you know, the our order, as well as... You know, we like you. We want to keep you alive. You seem to be on the right path. So we heard that 
the Devil Strahd invited you to Castle Ravenloft. Is this true? Um, yeah, as far as we can tell, the letter seems legit. I want to hand him the letter. It did come by way of, uh, pet of the Devil Strahd. Hmm. Yes, this definitely looks like uh, the seal of Strahd, and it seems... It's everything seems to be in order. Uh, you know, except that you're likely are traveling to your doom. That's, uh, you know. Are you not afraid? We've been pretty much traveling to our doom since we left the tavern outside the fog wall, really. It, essentially, it's what we do. And the it, you read the letter, right? Yes, I did. He does make a point of he is our only way out. And maybe he just wants to talk. Maybe he wants to explain why he brought us here. And after he explains it, that's it for us and we leave. I don't know. That's quite a uh, quite an optimistic view, Jericho, considering how everyone who lives here calls him the Devil Strahd. Yeah. Uh, but I suppose there is a chance that we are wrong, and he really is a benevolent ruler uh, that doesn't steal and kill and destroy. It's one of the uh, things. It's a you got to laugh so you don't cry situation, you know. <laughs> Very well. I I know you do not wish to be trapped here, and quite honestly, neither do we. Uh, and that is why our whole order seeks to destroy him. But we, I'm here with a message from my father, Davian. Uh, there was a time days ago when he made a promise to you that if you were in a place where it was believed that you could defeat Strahd, that he would be there at your side to help you in battle. Do you remember this? Uh, yeah, something like that. I w- we have come uh, to tell you that on your way to Castle Ravenloft, that the offer still stands, that if you find yourself in combat or in danger in the castle, and we can get to you, my father Davian and my brothers and myself, we will be by your side to help you fight. It's really nice of you. I just knew he was going to come up and say, well, I know we said that, but... (laughs) Come on, we didn't think you'd make it this far. <laughs> Look, with this winery, we say things, you know. The wine was flowing. <laughs> right. Well, we appreciate that, Elvia, and uh, it's good that you can just drop in whenever you need to. I feel like that would probably be safer for you and your family, as well as the invitation does not necessarily extend to uh, battle companions. Yes. Uh, like I said, we will do our our very best. But my father is serious about his oath, and he sent me to assure you that he is. So, uh, when you are in the castle, uh, look for us and our help, should you need it. Yeah, exemplary. Thank you. You are very welcome. Uh, you have my wishes of good luck. May the morning lord be with you. May your newfound powers guide you, uh, and please do not die, because if you succeed, I have hopes that it will bring goodness to us all. Wait, you mentioned the Morning Lord. Uh, 
Do you know who the Morning Lord is? Like, what his name was originally? No, I only know that he is a, a god of light. A god... A god of light and a god that... Uh, of brightness and of, and of, of everything, really, that is opposite of Strahd. And those who worship the Morning Lord... Uh, they once led an attack on Castle Ravenloft, and of course they failed. Uh, Saint Markovia was the name of the of the lady who led the attack, and I believe uh, the gazebo that you helped to destroy in Kresk was built and devoted actually uh, to her. The statue of the Morning Lord there was devoted to her as well, Saint Markovia, who led what I believe to be the last. Assault on Castle Ravenloft and the Devilstrad. I see. So, did you hear the whole debacle that went on with Arena uh, at the pool? Did you see the weird visage in the pond and all that? Oh, it is hard to make out from where I was. We were perched, but uh, yes, we we saw her be sucked into the pool and be locked into a a loving embrace and taken whisk away somewhere. Uh, the visage was of some guy named Sergei or something of that nature. And Sergei, you say? We yeah. were not close enough to hear you say Sergei. Oh, you have not heard of Sergei? I feel like I have, but it, it it's not coming to me. Sergei is, was, Estrad's brother. Oh. And the plot thickens, I suppose. Presumably, and I imagine it is not a random Sergei. And uh, was Tatiana his wife or lover of some sort? Tatiana? Yes. You haven't heard any of this story? No, we've only been here a short time, and have been mostly running for our lives all of that time. Oh, yeah, well, this is... As these two are kind of gossiping, I can I can see Elvir like turned around the front seat, talking through like that little window into the back. Yeah, exactly. Reginald's just like wide eyed, like nodding along, like it all makes sense. It all makes sense. And he, so he leans and he says, "I'm, uh, I suppose I'm sorry this did not come up. I guess we had no time to talk about origins, and of course, this is only legend. Who who knows what is true and what is not." But it is said that 400 years ago, when Strahd invited his mother and his brother to come and live in Castle Ravenloft after it was constructed, uh, Strahd fell in love with a beautiful maiden of, of Barovia named Tatiana. And she was fair, and she was from a noble family, and Strahd he loved her dearly. Strahd, yes. Yeah, Strahd Not fell in Strahd. love with her. Excuse me? Not Sergei? I, I, I'm telling a story. Very well. Go, go on. And so Strahd fell in love with this woman. She was beautiful and fair and from a, a noble family. And he would give her gifts and, and dote upon her and, and try to win her love. But Strahd was always, ever since his time in war, cold and and distant and dark but not his brother Sergei Sergei was bright and full of joy 
And of course, Tatiana fell in love with Sergei instead of Strahd. So Strahd, again, this is all legend, who knows what is true. But Strahd, uh, after, of course, making a, a pact with dark forces that led him to much of his power that he already obtained, uh, he allowed his pride to get the best of him, and he did not say anything to Sergei or Tatiana, and he let his anger brew and brew and brew until their wedding day. And on their wedding day, instead of sitting aside and allowing love to have its way, he killed his brother, Sergei, and drank his blood. And after that, he chased Tatiana through Castle Ravenloft, trying to explain, to make her understand that it was him who truly loved her, and not Sergei, and that he truly belonged with her. And he chased her all the way through the castle to the overlook on the, on the back side of it. And he chased her to the point where she leapt from the balcony, and she fell 1,000 feet to the rocks below. And... Strahd has, legend has it again, been searching for her ever since. I see. Well, well, we've already been told that souls don't leave Barovia because you cannot escape even in death and all that. Perhaps, I don't know, this is all so confusing. We've already come across that statue of Maria, or so it said, and we thought that may have been uh, connected to Irina, but I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe in some way Tatiana's soul was trapped in Irina's body, or not trapped. Maybe it was just the next resting place, and they shared an essence in some way. I do not know. I Never died and come back or anything like that myself, I am unsure. But it seems as though that could be it. It is possible that the Morning Lord allowed Irina, through your help, to find peace in the arms of her true love. Um, do you know what the Abbey behind Kresk is devoted to? It was once devoted to the Morning Lord. Uh, but ever since the rebellion by St. Markovia and her death, uh, a hundred years or so later, someone else that it, that is still there now, the abbot, arrived there. Some people think it is Strahd in disguise. I do not necessarily believe this, uh, but in my opinion, he is up to no good. Very secretive, but also very fair, very attractive, and always unaging. I know little about him, but now that you have been invited to Castle Ravenloft, I imagine many of these things will become clear to you in the castle, and all the things that are, that are unimportant will reveal themselves to be so. All right. Well, thank you for all the information you've given us over our time here. You're welcome. It's a lot easier to speak to you when there's not the Babali Saga trying to murder us or, you know, a ritual to complete. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were there whenever we found that statue of Maria. At least nearby, yes. I do not I do not remember. I don't remember if he was like right there with you or not. He was uh, in bird form riding on my shoulder most of the time. Okay. Yes, of course, I remember. 
Yeah, uh, Josh kept making the joke that I was invisible because it was dark, so it just looked oh, like yeah. a bird that was flying without flapping its wings. <laughs> All right. But yes, I don't know how much more information I can give you. So, I would like to wish you well on your journey. And my hope is that we will never see each other again, and somehow you will escape this world, and things will be better for us. But if we meet again, know that I wish to draw Strahd's blood alongside the three of you. If you can help us finish off Strahd, we'll find that last gemstone for you. We'll make sure your winery is up and running at maximum capacity before we head home. Oh, nice. It sounds like a deal, my friend. It sounds like a deal. He reaches his hand through the window and shakes your hand. I will shake it like I mean it. <laughs> okay. After that, he says, Reginald, Derman, Jericho, Chicken, pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I will see you all Bear next chicken. time I see you. And he stands up on the seat, jumps into the air, turns into a raven, and flies back toward the Wizard of Wines. Well, boys, I think I'm ready to be done with this strode fella. We say we go right over and take a look. Yeah, he's a nice guy. You thought you were friends with him for a while there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, no, nice guy. No, 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 he wasn't a nice guy. Stop messing with me like that. Little <laughs> neck. He got into you, and you got shot with an arrow because of it. Yeah, I did. It was nice while it lasted. Alright, so anything else? Y'all are good right there? Are there any other stops before we get to this uh, this castle? No, I'm fairly well stocked up. I've got everything I need, I think. Yeah, All right. well, I'm ready to go as well. Okay, so you guys travel down the road, and we'll get to this one kind of end scene before, right before we're done. You guys travel down the road. If you if you remember the map of Barovia, you travel all the way down to Zvalet's Road. It takes you probably a couple days, maybe a day or so, to make it all the way to this point. But you travel through Velaki. Um, we'll say you have actually a brief conversation with Erwin Martikov uh, there, explaining what's going on, and he wishes you well. Um, and he actually loads you down with each of you. He gives each of you another superior health potion as you trip travel through there. So go ahead and take that. Um, he stocks you up with some potions there. And you continue traveling back past the old windmill that you found all the way to the crossroads. All the way to a crossroads right after you pass through those large gates back into the region of Barovia. And you see, I'll read the following. Even here in the mountains, the forests and the fog are inescapable. Ahead, the dirt road splits in two, widening in two, widening toward the east. There, you see patches of cobblestone, suggesting that the eastern branch was once an important thoroughfare. Parked at the fork in the road, pointed east, is a large black carriage drawn by two black horses. The horses snort puffs of steamy breath into the chill mountain air. The side door of the carriage swings open silently. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of Dungeon Boys. Um, We're doing it! We're doing it! 
Oh man, what an episode, guys. Yeah, that was great. So we start next week's episode with a big nope, and then we just turn around. Yep, that's it. We leave. We live as peasants in Barovia for the rest of our lives. Yeah, well, we've it got could be. chicken, so. But those who listen to the podcast, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Please be sure to um, leave us a review if you enjoy uh, this podcast and you are able to review it. It would be great. I believe that helps, you know, push our podcast up the list. Uh, this podcast is like multiple years old now, if it feels like, so I don't think we have any benefits of being new, getting pushed up the list. So the only way we get discovered on any sort of podcast list is with your help. Um, thank you so much for being faithful listeners. We hope you enjoyed it. Of course, send us an email, tankmediagames at gmail.com. There's somebody who sent me an email that I emailed back and forth with recently, and I tried to go back and find those emails to take some more advice from them. Uh, but they're out, out of my inbox. I don't know, have any idea where they went. So if you're out there and you listen to the show and you want me to speak with you or any of us, email us, tankmediagames at gmail.com. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at tankmediagames. Uh, and on that Twitter profile, there is a link to all of our pertinent links that will get you everywhere you need to go. Uh, to contact us but in the meantime thank you so much for listening we'll be back with more dungeon boys next week please remember that we love you very very much toodles